Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> You do get in trouble if you are a white person who puts on yes, black face yes. for Halloween or a black person who puts on white face yes. for Halloween. She dresses Diana Ross and she made her skin look darker than it really is. And people said that that was racist. And I don't know, I felt like, who doesn't love Diana Ross? She wants to look like Diana Ross for one day. I, I don't know how like that got racist on Halloween. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Megan Kelly, and I want to begin with two words. I'm sorry. One of the great parts of sitting in this chair each day is getting to discuss different points of view. Sometimes I talk and sometimes I listen. And yesterday I learned. I learned that given the history of blackface being used in awful ways by racists in this country, it is not okay for that to be part of any costume. I believe this is a time for more understanding, more love, more sensitivity, and honor. And I want to be part of that. You are fake news. Very fake news. I can't believe that someone would have so much like hate in their heart. I agree with that. I don't give a fuck. All right, go, go. In five, four. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I, I'll write it and we'll do it live! How and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. Flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful... Native bride, queen, whatever you want to call you. <laughs> nice makeup. Thank you. Looks great. A lot of effort in that. Yeah. I spent very, way more time doing this than prepping for the show. So. Very bronze. You're going to get in trouble for that. We, we are, of course, dressed as, uh, if, you're, if you're listening to the show, you might want to tune into this, into this one on video. We are dressed as Elizabeth Warren's Cherokee great, 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 great grandparents. So thanks to everybody who gave us ideas. Uh, I want to give honorable mention to the guy who nominated uh, a junkie and a Starbucks barista with <laughs> needles sticking out of her. I, I wanted to do Very that good. one. Yeah. That one sounded that. fun. Did you have any other ones that you liked? Well, once we got the Indian thing going, I was like, I wish we would have waited a little while. And then one of us could have gone as a pipe bomb because that totally would have worked. Hmm. Because that guy was Indian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. We could have combined two yeah. news stories there. Yeah. That would have been yeah. That would have been uh, very clever. 
Ultimately, though, I just wanted an excuse to try the traditional dish of the Warren people. This is a cold crab omelet that I cooked up this morning in preparation for this show. Uh, I've never had a cold omelet, let alone a cold crab omelet, but... Hmm. Not terrible, but I, I don't want to eat the rest of it. That's gross, man. Gross. <laughs> So, for better or worse, a very serious week of news this week, and we're going to have to try to In do such a serious ridiculous presentation. Good luck. But uh, all the things we're going to talk about tonight, Pittsburgh synagogues, uh, or, uh, the shooting at the uh, Pittsburgh synagogue, I should say, that was breaking yesterday. Uh, terrible story. So we'll, we'll see what happened there and some of the reaction to it. Interesting that it wasn't the gun's fault this time. It wasn't Trump's fault because um, this guy hated Trump, apparently. Although some are still trying to blame him. But this time it's Gab's fault. This shooting is Gab's fault. We got to go after Gab. God okay. damn it. God damn it. We'll see how this goes. Uh, the MAGA bomber, after the week of mystery, wondering who was sending these, uh, these incomplete bombs to Democratic figures. That guy, turns out, is, at least if you believe what's before your eyes, a genuine, weird, deranged Trump fan guy. I know, with a color van. me surprised. I went really hard on this leftist plant thing. Hmm. But every once in a while, it's good for me to be wrong because it reminds me that I'm not always right. I'm just right almost all of the time. Close enough. We'll <laughs> go with that. So we'll talk about that story. Megyn Kelly, as you heard in the intro there, just it doesn't even defend blackface per se. It just says, you know, if you're doing it to honor somebody, like if I dress as Diana Ross as a kid and I'm white, it's not that bad of a thing. Yeah. Well, that ignites a controversy so severe that she is, in fact, fired at the end of the week or she, you know, takes a severance from NBC, whatever. She's not doing her show anymore. So we'll take a look at that controversy. Plus, we'll get an update, update on the caravan. Uh, talking about the caravan, Trump says he's a nationalist and Jim Acosta insists he means white nationalist. That was fun. Uh, there's a few updates on the Kavanaugh story. The story's still not dead on the Kavanaugh confirmation. It looks like NBC News sat on information about Julie Swetnick and, and Michael Avenatti. Remember, this was the gang rape allegation? Oh, I remember. Looks like they sat on some information that further discredited that story. Didn't, didn't publish it uh, when, they, when they learned of this. So that's pretty interesting. Meanwhile, Chuck Grassley, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, has referred the two, those two being Avenatti and Swetnick, to the FBI for criminal investigation. And then some vandals at, the, at Yale Law School went around spray-painting quotes from Christine Blasey Ford's testimony Ugh. at Yale Law School, although Yale is somehow at fault for this, I guess. Okay. And I got a cringe collage for you to close the show, featuring Very good. Very good. the trio of Kathy Griffin, Beto O'Rourke. I always find his name hard to say. Is it Beto or Beto? I don't know. With Beto O'Rourke. Uh, a bunch of his, his superfans and, of course, Amy Schumer. That'll be fun. I got to we'll take... tell you before we start that you are getting ridiculously good at these intros. Like, it's oh, well, well, thanks. Sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's they, they write themselves like the Halloween one and the Elizabeth Warren one. Those those put themselves together, but they're always fun. I still have a blast doing them. So I'm glad people enjoy them. We will, of course, uh, take super chats on Streamlabs or here on YouTube in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down. Money grabbers. It's going to be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. And thank you for emailing us. That's beauty and the beta at 
gmail.com. Uh, remember, if you want the show in the audio format, you can get that uh, wherever you find your podcast. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked in the description for you. We got, uh, I don't know if, well, I guess a couple of these are sort of in honor of Halloween. One is not, but we did get some artwork I'd like to share. Yeah. Let's check out, uh, this, is, this one's from Abby. So this is actually, this is kind of a throwback to last week and a throwback to two years ago. Because it was last week when we were talking about the, the tranny on the show the, and I observed that this tranny's, I guess, quote unquote, nice rack. That was last week, was it not? I think so. It was a so Wednesday is, show, right? No, I think it was a Sunday show because we were showing it on screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, must be. This, uh, so, so this is us two years ago, dressed as each other for Halloween, oh, enjoying, uh, enjoying, I guess, some, some, I mean, these are some serious traps. These are some of the trappiest traps I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. 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 So that's very cool. That's from Abby. Thank you for that. Uh, this one is from Joe. This is very cool. This is uh, images of us, but it's like our own quotes. In yeah, the, the yeah. words make up the images, which is pretty cool. Some of them she are too said small. That it, or he said that it's based on the um, Time magazine, the Blasey Ford. That's right. Yeah. It's stylized like that. Okay. Well, that's very cool. Thank you, Super Joe. Cool. Yeah. And then we got... Um, a piece of, I guess, video artwork from Rich, who's usually doing our alternative realities, which remember he did an Indian depiction of us in the past. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I right. hope we lived up to his artwork. But uh, here is um, Rich's uh, video artwork that he submitted to us. Hmm. That's pretty cool. <laughs> It's a, it's a reference to They Live, I guess, which is a movie I've not seen. No Man, surprise there. Man, he's really there. taking it up a notch. But that, that's pretty Thank cool. Rich. Thank you for that, Rich. Uh, moving on, a few quick stories before we get into the synagogue shooting. So, And we will talk about Megyn Kelly later. So, of course, this was a week where the Today Show had this gigantic scandal with its highest paid, most high profile person, Megyn Kelly, for alleged racism or like defensive racist practices meanwhile there was like a, a an unintended racial slur slip on the today show that i think i'm the only person in the world that caught nobody cares and i'm not accusing hoda Kotb, the coast the the host of being racist but i thought this was pretty funny during this racist scandal on the today show that this happened this week they're doing some segment where they're talking to these kids about like it's just about different toys and they're talking about this like slimy it's like this slime toy like remember like gak, gak and stuff yeah. yeah and she describes this the toy in a well it's a very odd way this is Hoda Kotb on the Today Show this is one thing that y'all like to do what does yeah. it feel like slime although we want to create something called slime oh, away don't we? no more slime that's, that's a, okay so that's one thing that is gooky and awesome <laughs> That is gooky and awesome. What? That is so cool. Come down to the Lego department, kids. <laughs> that is gooky and awesome. I see what, how this happened, though. She was thinking of Gak, and she yeah. was thinking of Goop. Yes, I think she meant to say Goopy, but it is... Yeah. I've listened to it several times. It is not P. It is a hard K. Yeah. Gooky and awesome. Hoda Kotb on the I'm like, I wonder show. if people caught this in the comments, and it's like nothing about it, and then it's like Matt Christensen. Did anybody? <laughs> else catch her say the, that's because nobody watches the today show on youtube i'm like the only person who has it on in the morning while i make <laughs> breakfast and whatever whatever you know whatever else i'm doing but yeah i mean nobody's watching that that's why nobody 
nobody caught it. A couple other things. We've been tracking all the like cringiest, unintentionally funniest political ads uh, throughout this uh, election cycle, this election season. Mike Braun out of Indiana, I think, actually had a pretty good ad against uh, Joe Donnelly, who's the Democratic incumbent there. It's a tightly contested race, according to the Real Clear Politics uh, polling aggregation. Dead heat. One of these toss-up Senate, um, one of these toss-up Senate uh, states that's going to be decided shortly here, obviously. But uh, this, I, I don't know if this was intentionally a play on that that famous Family Guy bit of the wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing tube man. But it's reminiscent of that, and I thought this this ad was pretty good. This is for Mike Braun in Indiana. Need a United States Senator? Come on down to Joe Donnelly's for the Senator that blows in the wind. He won't stand for anything. Says he's for Trump, but voted against Brett Kavanaugh and endorsed Hillary Clinton. Says he'll keep us safe, but voted for the Iran nuclear deal. Rails against outsourcing, but sent jobs to Mexico. Joe Donnelly, the resistance approved, say anything, do nothing Senator for Indiana. I thought that was kind of good. What'd you think? Yeah, I like it. Funny. Yeah, it's it you know, it's a little humor that wasn't total cringe. So good for uh, good for Mike Braun. It was 20 percent cringy. You thought it was cringy? Why? Yeah, it's a little bit cringy. You know. It's supposed to be a cheesy ad, though. That's kind of the fun. I liked it. It was good. Speaking of cheesy ads, ah, uh, this this I'm sure you saw this already. I, I'm sure it enraged you. As it maybe it actually enraged me more. You know, when I when I was uh, typing in all caps in the Skype chat about how crappy this was. But the New York Times, the opinion section over at the New York Times created this video uh, on their YouTube channel. And it features comedian and actress uh, Niecy Nash. I'm not familiar with her. Are you familiar with this person? No. Maybe she's in some stuff I've seen before, but I swear this YouTube video is the first time I've ever seen her. The premise here is that too many white people are falsely calling 911 on black people. And so this is a service called 1-844-WHITE-FEAR. If you're a white person thinking of calling the cops on a black person or 911 on a black person, you should instead, instead consult this hotline to correct your racism, I suppose. This is in the New York Times opinion section. You're scared. Please leave me alone. You're white. African-American. Um, illegally selling water without a permit. But with cell phone cameras and social media, calling 911 on your black or brown neighbors just isn't what it used to be. Hi, I'm Niecy Nash, actress, inventor, and advocate for not calling 911 on black people for no goddamn reason. I'd like to introduce you to a radical new product that will save you all the headaches of being filmed and outed as a racist douche. It's called 1-844-WHITE-FEAR, and it's revolutionizing the way racist white people cope with black people living life near them. Our experienced staff have been living while black in America their entire lives. Darren here is a former Obama aide who had the cops called on him for moving into his new apartment. Yes, that is actually your neighbor Michael. Our records are actually showing that's actually his boat. Yeah, I know, black people have boats too now. Studies show that people of color are more likely to be arrested, convicted, and serve longer sentences than white people for similar Why? Crimes. So calling 911 for non-emergency situations is really just a d- move. 
I got so scared when I saw a black guy walking around outside, and so I called 1-844-WHITE-FEAR, and it turns out we're neighbors, and I'm a racist. Now, black people have been helping white people be better since always. 1-844-WHITE-FEAR. It's a real number mm. for real white people who should mind oh. their own business. Wow. Rage stroke. Black people have been helping white people be better since ever, says the New York Times. I get it that, you know, it's tongue in cheek. It's satire. It's kind of a joke. There's got to be some truth to the joke to really land. And and of course, (laughs) the question you asked is exactly the right question, which is to say, do you really think that the incarceration rates, the sentences you're talking about are due to people calling 911 on black people wrongly and then just everybody in the whole process is racist that right right first person who calls the cop is racist cop comes racist people who put the guy in jail racist uh, lawyer who prosecutes him racist and i don't know how many him, times racist. i have to say this but victim surveys match up exactly with incarceration rates so for black people to claim that they don't commit more crime basically in every category than any other race they would have to say that all the victims are lying about the race of their perpetrator that's so fucking retarded it would have to be the grandest conspiracy ever devised yeah but we're just stupid cave people don't you know right and and it turns out this number is actually real this 1844 white fear i saw people commenting that you could call it now i had hoped that i'd actually get to speak with a person so i'd planned to call it on the show live you don't actually get to speak with anybody. It's just automated. But this is uh, what it sounds like when you call one eight four four white fear You're scared. Please Oops. leave me. This one. Thank you for calling one eight four four white fear We are here to address your urgent concerns about black or brown people living their life near you. Please listen to That's the it. following options before making your selection. If you are indeed white and feeling scared about a black or brown person in your proximity, press 1. Warning. If hearing Spanish is triggering for you, please protect your ears now. Algunos gringos creen que la policía es su guardia armada para cuidar. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, <laughs> if this is for racist white people, why the hell is there Spanish on this hotline? <laughs> because they had to be inclusive and they didn't even realize it didn't make sense within the context. It, it of the doesn't. Day. Yeah, it doesn't make sense in the premise at all. You're, when you're scared, white and probably racist. Well, then why are you speaking Spanish uh... at all? Okay, there's a little bit more. I understand that you're feeling scared, but let the reality that black Americans are twice as likely to be arrested as whites and almost three times as likely to experience force during encounters with the police oh. place your fears in a larger context. And let this Is it because they encounter the police more because you. they're committing more crime? Place your fears in a larger context. Well, why don't you put your fears or your claims in the context of crime rights, in the context of resisting arrest? In the context of a lot of things that contribute to an encounter with the law from somebody calling emergency personnel to arrest all the way through the sentencing into into your penalty. The the idea that this is all a grand racist conspiracy and if it just wasn't for those mean white racist people, everything would be equal. That we would have exact exactly the same crime rates, incarceration rates, sentencing, exactly the same across all demographics. You could cut this the same way men against women. Is it because, the, is it because don't, don't call 911 on a man, that's sexist. Or it could be that because most violent crimes that require 911 calling are done by men. Right, right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, 
And when they try to correct this, like they did in Broward, is it Broward County? That's uh, that's like, yeah, that's where. Well, one of the from... reasons Nicholas Cruz wasn't apprehended before is that uh, government officials pushed for fewer minority arrests, like less mm. minority inca incarceration. Oh, yeah. They had that partnership with the school. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so what they want is to be able to commit more crime and be arrested at the same rate. It's like that means that people are aren't getting convicted of crimes they're committing. Don't you see that? Hmm. And the idea, the idea, granted, there have been these cases, too, where it appears people have wrongly called the police on black people. They even referenced that story that we covered a few weeks ago where that crazy lady called the cops on that, like, 10-year-old kid for grabbing her ass. Yeah, bitch was crazy. She yeah. was also a white liberal, a leftist. Sure. And yeah. the, the idea that even wrongly calling the cops on a black person, whether it's that kid or anybody else involved in these cases, is contributing to incarceration and sentencing overall is right. nonsense. Like the worst is these cops would show up and be like, oh, this is a non-issue. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave. I'm not going to charge him with first degree murder and put him away for eight I years because he I didn't know. do anything. Yeah. Okay. A little bit more. If you're near a black or brown person waiting for a friend at a coffee shop, press three. If they're taking a nap in the rec room at your college, press four. If they're engaging in a... Based on your menu selection, we have determined that you are not in danger and probably just racist. In order mm -hmm. to deal with this situation, you should put away your phone and move on with your day. Or if you're feeling particularly bold, you may introduce yourself and try being a person. Thank you for calling 1-844-WHITE-FEAR. While this New York Times opinion hotline is a satire, the issue is very real. If you yourself have experienced this form of harassment, please email us at 844-WYTFEAR at nytimes.com. Yeah, go ahead and send him an email if you've experienced this type of harassment. I wonder how thoroughly that's vetted. Oh my God, can you imagine if the shoe was on the other foot? Like if there was a legitimate hotline for like, you know, pointing out sketchy black people. Everybody sure, would freak yeah. out. I don't, yeah. It's just okay to talk about white people like this. Totally fine. No one cares. Or if you repeated the same line, well, white people helping black people be way better since ever. Yeah. Are you insane? No, I can't <laughs> wait for that to be taken out of uh, context. But, but yeah, I mean, and the, you know, it's one thing when these things come from fringe places. Again, this is the New York Times editorial board. This is the same, I believe the same people in charge of the Sarah Zhang yeah. Hiring and all that. I mean, make no mistake about their idea of racism being totally okay when certain people do it. it it's it, <laughs> it's another example, again, anti-white racism that is totally fine uh, in, in most contexts. That's the socially acceptable form of this sort of thing. Meanwhile, if it goes in any other direction, it is shamed to the point that you're, as we're talking about with Megyn Kelly, you'll be fired just for, not even for being racist, for entertaining thoughts. This stuff is so out of control. Yeah. And it's, and it's mainstream. It's not just fringe. But I could talk about this stupid piece of crap forever. We should probably get into the, the serious stories, unless you have more to say about it. No, I mean, I don't know how we're going to talk about all these serious things dressed like this. But We're going to try. We're going to try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk about the synagogue shooting first. So this is coming out of um, the Tree of Life synagogue uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. On Saturday morning, a gunman broke into this synagogue and he shot, uh, the last count I've seen is 11 people dead. I think it's something like six hurt, including a couple of cops. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, three cops. Okay, yeah. So the, uh, the, the people who were actually in the synagogue and killed the 11 people, they ranged in age from 54 to 97. So this was a very old 
group of people who were killed by this guy. Uh, there was a 20-minute shootout with uh, police that followed, two SWAT officers. The report I saw said two other people wounded, but that, that's low. There should be four or five others in addition to the cops, I think, that were, that were hurt. But at least two police officers. One cop is out of the hospital, one is expected out soon, and, and others remain hospitalized. The gunman was armed with uh, an AR-15 rifle, three Glock handguns. Uh, after surrender, surrendering, because he had this shootout with the police, the shooter told SWAT officers he wanted all Jews to die and that Jews are committing genocide against his people, his people being white people. Yikes, what a uh, psycho. According to the criminal complaint, which was just filed. Authorities believe the shooter acted alone. He now faces 29 charges. The shooter had a history of anti-Semitic posts on Gab that included... Um, Criticism of Trump. This was not like a MAGA guy, MAGA hat guy. In fact, he said, I never have worn nor will I ever wear a MAGA hat because basically yeah. I hate the Jews and Trump is, is surrounded by show. Jews. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's see. Um, so that's, bas- uh, that's basically all the facts on this particular shooting. I have, I have not seen yet about the legality of this guy's weapons. Uh, I don't know if he had a criminal history or not. I wasn't able to find that type of information. So I guess I'll assume that he was in legal possession of the firearms, but I don't know. I've not seen a lot of reporting on that. I think we would have heard about it by now if he wasn't. Because the uh, the, the reporting has been interesting because I thought for sure, okay, it's going to be Trump. It's going to be, we're going to talk about AR-15s again for a couple of weeks. We're going to, a couple of weeks, we're going to do this routine. But he was and, anti-Trump, so... They didn't they didn't seem to run with that too much. CNN did that a little bit. I saw some celebrities, too, you know, Sarah Silverman and the like. Right. Right. But that's not a a common narrative right now. Instead, you go to the homepage on The New York Times earlier today. This article is up there. And this is the popular thing that everybody's running with on Gab, an extremist friendly site. Pittsburgh shooting suspect aired his hatred in full. That is such Uh, horseshit that they're trying to take Gab. You know, Gab's going to be down for weeks because they lost their service provider. Yeah, and it's not just theirs. It's like everybody's deplatforming Gab. Yeah. So here's a few quotes from this New York Times piece that's on the front page. Early Saturday, moments before the police say he barged into a Pittsburgh synagogue and opened fire, Robert Bowers, who's the shooter, uh, his anti-Semitic rage finally boiled over and he posted one last message online. That's right. That's one thing I, I didn't mention is he actually posted to Gab like screw this! I'm oh no! Here's the here's the post actually, um, H I A S. I don't, actually don't know what that is, but they like to bring invaders that uh, that kill our people. I can't sit by and watch my people get slaughtered. Screw your optics! I'm going in. He posted this to Gab. Is it like so, the Hebrew Alliance or something like? Let me know in the live hmm. chat. So I assume it's something referring to Jewish people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he had posted he was going to go do this on Gab before doing it. Uh, New York Times continues, but he didn't turned to Facebook or Twitter. Instead, the man accused of killing at least 11 people went to Gab, a two-year-old social network he bills as a free speech, uh, that bills itself rather, as a free speech alternative to those platforms. That, that bills has, itself, I love the wording here. Like that's yeah. just what it purports to be. That's what it is, which is why people are inherently more extremist on it. And because it takes in a lot of people that have been kicked off of other social media platforms. Sure. Uh, it continues, um, and that has become a haven for white nationalists, neo-Nazis, and other extremists. There he posted a sign-off to his followers. Um, later down in the story, it says, within months, Gab had become the last refuge for internet scoundrels, a place where those, uh, where those views considered too toxic for, mainstream, uh, for the mainstream. 
could congregate and converse freely. The site's guidelines prohibit threats of violence, but not hateful speech, whatever. Oh, so it's the fault means. of the speech. They act like if he didn't have this platform, that this never would have happened. That's that's insane. That's yeah. insane. Also, it's the um, Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. Oh, for, <laughs> for a second, I interpreted that as AIDS Society. <laughs> Nope. aid society to help Hebrew immigrants to help Jewish immigrants or they are Jewish immigrants or they're Jewish people who help immigrants or I think they're Jewish people that help immigrants. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. This guy was like uh, really strongly anti-immigrant. That was part of his motivation, right? Mm -hmm. So his, his thinking is the Jews are, I think he was talking about the caravan, right? The Jews are behind the caravan or, you know, un, un uh, restricted immigration generally, something like that is his general sentiment. The uh, okay, so so everybody's going after Gab. It's Gab's fault. It's Gab's fault this happened. Here's a list of some of the deplatforming that's going on. So uh, as of now, PayPal has banned Gab. Stripe has banned Gab. That's another payment processor. Joyent, as you mentioned, I'm not familiar with this company, but it's the cloud hosting company that I guess actually hosts the website. Or is without without Joyent, they don't. The website doesn't exist. So. If this, when this goes into effect Monday morning, Tomorrow. 9 a.m. Eastern, yeah, Gab anticipates the site will be down for weeks due to this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Apple and Google had already banned Gab from their app stores. Microsoft is following. Uh, <laughs> and just a few things I wanted to consider. Like, if, if we're going with this precedent that it's Gab's fault that the guy posted hateful things on Gab or whatever and then went and did this. How far are we going to go with this precedent? And just a few things that I thought of. I know you had some other examples as well. But here's James Hodgkinson, the congressional baseball shooter, posting to Facebook shortly before his attack or, you know, a couple months before his attack. It's time to destroy Trump and company. Uh, Nicholas Cruz, of course, had an Instagram account that had all kinds of red flags over it. Uh, remember Moldy Locks? Moldy Locks posted to Facebook before she went to Berkeley and was throwing bottles at people and behaving violently that she was going to go claim Nazi scalps. And of course, remember the MAGA bomber, the guy we're going to talk about in a moment. He, uh, he was posting threats, like direct threats to Twitter that the recipient of the threats reported and Twitter said, that's fine. That's within our guidelines. Ugh, they, they apologized though. And then yeah. of course there was uh, that group of Muslims that gang raped um, a chick. I think this was in Sweden and, and, and showed it all on Facebook Live. Yeah. And then there were those black kids that ruthlessly, ruth, ruthlessly tortured that white disabled boy yeah. for hours on Facebook live. I didn't hear anybody talking about how this is Facebook's fault. Zuckerberg is accountable. Shut Facebook down. It's like the, 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 the left is never going to stop going after alt tech. They're no. just not going to stop. No. So I have, I have some, I got several takeaway points from this whole ordeal that I want to talk about, but I'll, if I talk out into uninterrupted, I'll go on forever. So just hop in whenever you feel like it. But the things that I want to talk about with this particular story here it's interesting that, that the gun stuff is noticeably absent i mentioned that earlier but why um, is that why i don't know i would like to know where the guns legally used owned an ar-15 and three glocks and three glocks right i mean he must have owned them legally i don't think he had a criminal background from what i could tell the, not you know, that i've it, seen it stands to reason that you know he could but i think that that probably would have come out already i just wonder why they're staying away from the gun thing hmm the other uh, piece of this that I forgot to mention, uh, Trump actually issued a statement saying, what did he say? 
I want to get the quote exactly right. Trump had said, uh, Trump told reporters before heading to Indianapolis for a rally, if there was an armed guard inside the temple, they would have been able to stop him. Now, I don't know what their security was like at the temple, at the synagogue or whatever at all. Um, I don't know if there was any kind of security measure in there. I've already seen uh, like the mayor of Pittsburgh was on Meet the Press this morning. Other critics are saying, you know, well, well, you know, armed guards and, and security and stuff. That's uh, that's uh, if that if we have to have that line of defense, that means our society has failed or our culture has failed. I agree a little bit that there are some cultural things we can do to repair this. But ultimately, that last line of defense is the most crucial line of defense in an emergency yeah. situation like this. It makes sense to me that you would want to maximize security and then let's work on our culture from there. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know why the resistance people have such strong resistance to having armed security at any of their facilities. You have armed security with everything that matters, whether it's your bank, whether it doesn't matter. It's, it's, uh, you know, you think yeah, about yeah. Uh, police forces, obviously you think about uh, security at airports, all that and as far as having a failing society, I mean, that's that's definitely true. Our society is sick and it is failing. A lot of that has to do with multiculturalism. And as you see a society become increasingly less trusting, um, then you're going the then the fringe on society like this guy, they're going to be the first people to pop up and do absolutely insane things. And a lot of it has to do with people feeling like they're not being heard and censorship. And that's probably why this guy was on gap. I'm not yeah. saying that like this is Twitter's responsibility or it's their fault because no. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying when you create a culture of people that feel like there's no recourse, like the democratic process is bullshit. Like they're not being listened to, like they're being, like their country's being invaded, their culture's being eroded, then the crazy people are going to pop up. They're going to do crazy yeah. shit like this. The idea that you can ban this off the internet and then it's not going to happen anymore. It's not, insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. It's never going to happen. We shouldn't want to do this. One, I mean, one, because we don't want to be just, at the end of the day, what are we talking about here if it's hate speech on the internet? Until it's made actionable, like the action is taken like this guy, there's not much you can do about it because what you're talking about is an opinion. Yeah. Now, okay, maybe this guy goes and posts, I hate the Jews or whatever. Maybe you don't like to see that. You block him, you unfollow him, you don't pay attention to him, whatever. Meanwhile, there's all kinds of forms of hate that are tolerated across all social media platforms. It could be right. against Republicans, it could be against white people, it could be against Christians. There's, people are posting hateful things about each other all the time. Mm -hmm. So they have this precedent that no hate is allowed. I mean, to me, that's just tantamount to no negative opinion is allowed. Right. We just praise each other all Unless day. Unless it so aligns with the leftist paradigm. Yeah. So it's totally unworkable in that regard. But the point that you're making, too, I, I wholeheartedly agree with, which is it's foolish to think you can censor your way out of this because they're just going to keep going to darker and darker corners of the internet. They're not going to change their mind. Right. And so what, what happens there is twofold. You get you create an echo chamber mm -hmm. because these people are all banned on Twitter and wherever else. So they get in this echo chamber where they kind of radicalize each other, to be honest. And then they have additional reason to, to, to uh, make their resentment worse. They feel like they're being, you know, uh, they're being, they've become pariahs. You know, they've, they've become rejected by society or they're, exactly. they're, always, they're always defensive or they're always on the defense and all this. Uh, I think it's actually much better if guys like this Robert Bowers are on Twitter posting, I hate the Jews and nobody really pays attention to it. Right. I mean, the yeah. first line of defense against a culture of violence is free speech. You want yeah. to be able to put out 
anything. And this is why I hate this concept of hate speech. It's not a real thing. It doesn't exist. If you can say anything that you need to, if you can get anything you need to off your chest, irrespective of how of how hateful it is, then, uh, you know, the the marketplace of ideals will will shoot it down or embrace it, you know, as they see fit. Um, And honestly, I think that if we weren't creating a culture of censorship, then there wouldn't have to be these kinds of extremist corners, which Gab really isn't. I mean, like there's some edgy stuff, but it's no worse than 4chan. Yeah, and it's it's if it's not Gab, it's going to be somewhere else. And honestly, (laughs) it'll it's probably going to grow. The more you get, the more censorious you get, the more you make those kind of corners appealing, not not uh, unappealing. Um. So yeah, I, uh, I, I don't have much more to say about that. The other thing I would say too, uh, obviously I'm mostly a free speech absolutist. I'd like to see these places not censor based on opinion or worldview in any way. That's not to say, listen, if I see stuff on Twitter, that's like, you should protect your family. I'm coming to your house to harm you. Like the MAGA bomber yeah, but did. Twitter doesn't or, give a shit about that. What she, about that black chick that told me that she was going to find me and lynch me? I reported to Twitter. Yeah. I get an email. It's like, she didn't violate our terms of service at all. Yeah. It's like Twitter doesn't care. What I'm trying to say is like my ideal policy, that sort of stuff, you should report that sort of stuff if you see it. In an ideal world, that sort of stuff would get an investigation. I'm not in favor of direct threats. But there is a difference between I want to tweet or gab about the JQ and saying, fuck this, I'm going in. Yeah. Like one is something that has very serious legal implications. The other is an opinion that you don't like or a topic or a discussion that you don't like. Yeah. I mean, the media reporting on this, of course, has been has been terrible. I'm surprised by their their lack of of calling for gun control. Um, But I did see and I thought this was curious. I did see that they kept calling it a baby naming ceremony. But it was actually a bris. It's like, why aren't you mentioning that this is a bris? I think that they. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did see that. I'm like, this is not really a baby naming ceremony. I think that they didn't they didn't want people to be having a discussion about the barbaric nature of circumcision. And so they just left the whole thing out. They're like, it's just oh, a baby. Oh, yeah. I didn't ceremony. I didn't see that at all. Oh, so it was an actual circumcision going yeah, on. Yeah. Interesting. OK. Hmm. It was a, a curious media spin that I like almost escaped my notice. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't see anything about it. I did see mention of the baby naming ceremony. That's that's how I saw it reported. But I don't know anything about it. Like, I don't know that that's something that I don't know anything about. So I didn't give it even a, a critical thought at all. That's all I got on this, though, before we move on to the MAGA bomber, unless you have additional We did thoughts. a pretty good job of talking about that seriously while wearing these mm. costumes. We forgot to mention at the top of the show, too, um, as far as the chat goes and a super chat goes, we don't have Indian names for ourselves. So I, know. I saw Blonde to... Hauntus. I like that. Ooh, okay. But it's not, uh, it's not self-deprecating enough. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to, if you want to toss that into the chat, that'd be great. Do you want to, you want to talk about the MAGA bomber before we take a break or should we take a break now? Sure. Let's talk about the, the MAGA bomber. All right. So this was, uh, God, what a weird week. This almost, it's almost like this already got overshadowed or almost like it already got, uh, like, not forgotten about, but you know, it's sort of down in the, um, down in the news cycle now. So of course it was the entire week of these weird packages coming, starting with George Soros on Monday, I think, but it was something like 13 packages by the end of the week, going to all these high profile democratic figures. I got a couple emails from people saying ultimate hoax, hate question mark. And they're like, when you talk about the, the pipe bombing stuff this week, please do the hoax hate opener. Well, can't do that. Even, even though nobody was hurt, 
I feel like that's probably in poor taste, even though I can acknowledge there's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of comedy there. Although, who am I to sit up here on with this display right now and talk about what good taste is? I know, with right? what with what we're doing right now. But jeez, I'm so cynical though. As soon as this happened, I was like, "Don't be a white guy, don't be a white guy." And then I saw him, I was like, "Yes, thank God." Well, th there's already been weird reports, like they they characterize. I don't. It's they, another. They're case... doing this like white Hispanic bullshit, yeah. and I did see that CNN actually lightened his skin. And he's Native American. I guess he's Seminole is yeah. this guy's ethnicity. It's like, I, none of this stuff matters to me. It's just like when it's made an issue, like the reporting says white guy or they, they lighten his skin to try to m make it white or something. Like, okay, what are we doing here? Anyway, of course, he, this guy's name is uh, Cesar Sayak. He sent these 13 bombs. He's, he's 56 years old. He was arrested in Plantation, Florida with this just ridiculous cartoonish van that popped yeah. up on social media on Friday. I was watching this uh, happen in real time before the uh, Justice Department's press conference. And it, this picture is not the greatest. It sort of looks like bumper stickers, but it's not really bumper stickers. It's like a whole bunch of pro-Trump memes in a collage that were like professionally printed on the windows. I know. This doesn't say right. None of this. It's right it's, with me. It's totally weird. It's totally um, weird. Yeah. But uh, so he, he's, this, he was arrested in connection with this van that the FBI says they uh, connected him to the bombs with DNA and fingerprint evidence. Uh, he is facing charges of up to 48. Uh, I've seen both 48 and 50 years reported, but he's, he, you know, if he's convicted, he's going to prison for a long time. Some of the oddities that I did want to mention, of course, the van is just cartoonish. The van is like if you had to frame someone as. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's a frame job. I'm just saying if you were to devise a plot to like frame a guy, this is the sort of van you would make. It's just silly. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when I saw how cartoonish all of this was, I was still entertaining some kind of false flag theory. But then I was thinking about it and I was like, wouldn't they have gotten a white guy? Like, wouldn't they have gotten a white guy? I suppose. Yeah, that's the, that's yeah. the, uh... people in the live chat are saying he's Filipino. I heard that too. I'm not entirely sure what his, huh? We had businesses that were like native American catering or something like that. Yeah. I, I... I think he had some associations there and he identified a seminal. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. All right. Uh, also another oddity, his bombs were incomplete. So they lacked yeah. components necessary to detonate, uh, one time, I can assume maybe you made a mistake and you're bad at this. 13 times, I assume that's intentional, that's that they intentional. were never intended yeah. to detonate. And it's really not that hard. I mean, Muslims make pipe bombs. How hard could it possibly be? <laughs> Acknowledged. Moving on. Uh, this guy supposedly loves Trump enough yeah. to decorate his van this much, but does this at a time which is presumably damaging to a very so important So damaging. Why would you do this if you love up. Trump? Yeah. Um, but you know, as I was mentioning in my video earlier, I think the conspiracy theory can be better explained by him just having a deranged, by him just being a deranged criminal. Right. Basically. Especially with his history, he, his criminal history. When yeah. I read that, I was like, oh, he's just fucking crazy. So he had multiple thefts in the nineties, Trump's fault, felony threat to place a bomb in 2002, Trump's fault, possession of illegal steroids in 2004, battery in 2013, grand theft and misdemeanor theft in 2014. Filed for bankruptcy in 2012. In filings, he said he lived with his mom. Ooh. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, is is this likely a uh, is this likely somebody who was emboldened by Trump that that this happened because of Trump, or is this a crazy person who's been being crazy for quite some time, right. regardless of Trump? Now, uh, <laughs> Chief Cucking Bull. <laughs> <laughs> fair. 
Okay. Uh, now we mentioned previously that there was a, there was a, t- um, a tweet that was ignored, a tweet threat. Now, let me see if I can grab it here. This is, this was sent to, uh, so Cesar Sayoc, the, the bomb suspect had, he had kind of a colorful social media presence as well, including some threats as well. He sent this to a former democratic congressional press secretary earlier this month. I think, uh, it says, let's see, uh, October 11th is the timestamp on these screenshots. So he sent her a bunch of threats that, that say basically, uh, you know, hug your loved ones really close every time you leave home. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to come kill you, that sort of thing. That sounds pretty threatening. And Twitter sent her back this case report. Hey, we looked into the, um, we looked into the case. It didn't violate our rules. So we're just going to leave the tweets up. As far as I understand, his tweets were still up until Twitter uh, disabled his account very recently. Like after this whole bomb incident, Twitter has apologized saying they made a mistake uh, and the company is deeply sorry and they've disabled Sayox account. Well, we got to get rid of Twitter because it's clearly Twitter's fault that Well, someone, yeah, I, I wish I wish uh, someone that, you know, in media who believes Gab is to be blamed for Robert Bowers, but Twitter, I guess they would say Twitter is also at fault and should do better, but then they I guess why is No, they wouldn't. They would never say that. But well, if they did, how is the answer to ban Gab off the internet, but Twitter just has to reform its policies better or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they don't have to be principled uh, because, you know, they think that they're doing the right thing, that they, they think that they're morally upstanding. They don't have to maintain this kind of integrity. Hmm. You're projecting that on them. They don't care. Yeah, well, I just, I just want a little damn consistency. It's one of the themes of the show forever, but you're never going to get it. So, yeah, I, I think it's interesting that we have a case from just earlier this week that of threats posted on social media that weren't followed up on that, you know, turned out to be a crazy person who committed a crazy act. But for some reason, Gab gets this harsh treatment because my Nazis or because whatever else. It, 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 does, it doesn't make any sense. I, I need someone to explain the standard to me, the degree to know. which we're like I thought all these companies these social media companies wanted to be platforms as opposed to publishers like their whole status as a platform is that they don't curate what's on their website. Right. I mean um, if they're if they classify as publishers then they're going to be held liable for a tremendous amount of speech that they're not liable yeah, for. Copyright infringement, them, slander, exactly. all it that stuff. It behooves them to to not go down that road. This is really stupid and short-sighted. Yeah. But now but that's Gab's stance is, listen, we're a platform. And unfortunately, that means crazy people can be crazy sometimes, but we're committed to being a platform. And that means you can post whatever insane opinions you, ha- you want. And that's getting ripped apart as though it somehow helps. <laughs> somehow helps only the, the Nazi guy. Like he was uniquely equipped to do. Did Gab buy him his guns or I know. did Gab give him a ride down to the synagogue? I, there's, I feel like there's something I'm missing here. It's 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 akin to me like let's say he texted his friend like I've had enough of this Jew shit I'm going in and then, and then like, we, the we go after provider. Verizon yeah, yeah. like yeah. how dare you allow this text messaging exchange okay hmm. that's all dances I dances with Fuhrer you guys are da- funny. ooh I like that one that's very nice that's good dances good. with Fuhrer hmm. um, we should probably do some yeah let's take a break. 
All right. Uh, JVDude9061, looking forward to another great show. I don't need to dress up for Halloween this year because I'm already the scariest thing of all, a straight cis white male. Yes, you are. Ah, yeah. To, in some Band circles, you. sure. Thank to the you, New sir. York Times opinion page, definitely. Jay Edgar, how to check your costumes, but I won't be watching live. Matt, I'm sure you know why. It's the same reason you're broadcasting three hours early. Have a great show. Is this sports related? Yeah. Yeah, I told you the Vikings game is on tonight. That's why we're going three hours early and the Packers what? game is on right now. So that's what I Jay blocked Edgar's that out in my mind. I, just, I told you about that because I said, I, you, but... I, I said, even on the show, I said, do I want to lie and pretend like I have some good reason to be doing this or do I just admit that I want to watch the football game tonight? Oh, Jesus, man. It's a big game. It's a good game. I'm <sighs> not copping out of the. I'm not canceling the show. I'm doing the show. It's kind of nice capacity. to do it at this time, though, because then, you know, I get dinner at a reasonable time. Sure. And... I felt like it threw off my whole schedule, though. I just I feel like out of whack today because yeah. everything's bumped up. Uh, Angela Ambrosio, Ambrosia, my apologies. Mm. A big donation of all the shows I've been watching this past year. Yours is the most entertaining. Thank you. Oh, well, thanks. I can only support one channel this year, and yours is it. By the Ooh. way, Blonde, for your stats, I'm over 50, single, childless, and never suffered from Blonde's disease. Brunettes are balanced. No way. I hear you, Angela. It doesn't happen to everyone. Look at Ann Coulter. Does that, you know. There are the exceptions, yeah. Are the exceptions good for you? Um, Thanks for supporting the show. Thank you, Angela. I appreciate it. Agent Flippy, congrats, Matt, on 150,000 subs. You got you hit 150,000, yeah, like a week or two Damn. ago. Yeah, good job. Yeah, thank you. I even saw that your Ben versus Chank video from last year hit a million views. Yeah, I've got a couple. The other one uh, about that Jordan Peterson hit piece back in December, a million, cost a million, too. Yeah, wow, I've never yeah. surpassed 500,000. Good for you. You're so humble. You don't even tell me. Uh, you're killing it, man. Looking forward to see how far you can go. Keep it up. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. And of course, we're you know able to put stuff together like that because people choose to support the product. So thanks for doing that. Patrick Waz, here's some extra dough this time for the fantastic costumes. Great show, people. You guys Ooh, are the you. absolute best. Thank you, Patrick. Um, Big LC, so what's the plan until if when Gab comes back blonde? Mm. Um, I'm on Mines, but I never use it. I guess I should use it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, people always get really upset when their Twitter's are taken away but i really knew that it was going to happen and i went down in a blaze of glory and it didn't affect my life that much i was like i'm spending too much time on this stupid platform yelling at liberals all the time and then yeah. once it did my life got so much better like immediately hmm. so i don't know i mean i'm sad because we need alt tech uh but it's not really going to affect me that much i'm not super reliant on it boogeyman 917 nice costumes elizabeth warren claimed she received a pipe bomb fbi officials disclosed it was actually a firecracker <laughs> and that senator warren was therefore way off the reservation <laughs> ah, hold hey. on. delayed rim shot there uh the other one i liked was elizabeth warren receives suspicious um what was it suspicious small smallpox blankets in the mail <laughs> that was pretty good yeah oh boy uh chase elliott it blows my mind the left hates free speech so much they want to shut down gab over the actions of one lunatic yet sayok threatened people for years on twitter double standard yeah i mean that it's not the real reason they want to shut down gab it's because twitter doesn't want to have a competitor that actually upholds free speech they can't compete with that um static wave 09 a big donation here's 50 i owe you for catching your show every week don't blow it all on fire water <laughs> wow thanks Being static uh, let's do like three or four more so we're not too behind later in the show. Hassan Chop, I'm probably late to the party, but I closed my PayPal account today. They stopped doing business with Gab and Red Eyes, plus many firearm stores and educators just can't take it anymore. Yeah, yeah PayPal, they're edging in. It's weird that PayPal has started to crack down. Is is Peter Thiel still in charge of it or did he sell it or what's the deal? Peter Thiel, I don't know. Uh, Thiel, it sounds yeah, like whatever, he sold Thiel. it. Okay. 
Because I, I mean, I, I've listened I, to him speak before, and it seems like he makes sense to me. So maybe um, he, I don't know what the, the leadership structure at PayPal is, but yeah, it seems like they're going off the, the deep end too. Uh, Doc Bailey couldn't watch last week because I was doing my first Spartan race. It was a beast, if you know what oh, I mean. Cool. Love the costumes. Really brave of you. A real feather in your no. cap. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was a good one. I like that. Um, let's just do one more. Matt F. Just when I thought I was finally over my cultural appropriation fetish, Blonde hits me with that polka hotness. Ooh. <laughs> Wow, that was. I was yeah. really proud of my face. That's true. As you make me look paler than normal with. Uh, I did some straight of... up brown face. I use like all of my bronzer. Yeah, yeah, it's very. Okay, uh, right? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> As I said, if if I if if we get, if there's an actual right wing watch article written about this particular episode, that would be fantastic. That would. No, nah, man, I'm safer when. I'm around you because no one's ever going to write a hit piece on you. Someday. Don't say, don't say it's such never things. I do have uh, just a couple uh Streamlabs uh, contributions okay. real quick before we move on. Michael Schlecht, presumably watching the Packers game, although I haven't looked at the score. They were leading at halftime. Anyway, you missed out on the joke of covering your Coors with a rapper that says Firewater. Dang it. Damn. Well, I hope the Vikes uh, beat Sean Butthole Mouth Peyton. I hope so too. Go Pack Go. Stay gooky, my friends. <laughs> Oh, Michael Schlecht, if you're watching, I did watch that Red Letter Media with Macaulay Culkin, and it was hilarious. Thank you oh, for good. that. Uh, Kent Pittsburgh says, much respect for the Pittsburgh officers who ran toward the gunfire and engaged immediately. Courage of Steel. Indeed. Good for them. Uh, and I hope everybody in Pittsburgh is doing all right. Thank you, Kent. Appreciate it. Are we good? We are. If you're right. ready to talk about Megan Kelly. Ugh, fine, whatever. So on Tuesday morning, Megan Kelly... Uh, who of course has her morning like today show thing, whatever it is, it's a talk show. It's like a soft news show. Have you ever actually even watched it? Never. It's uh, I, I always thought Megan Kelly is, was pretty good. Like her Donna Brazil interview, for example, was fantastic. I think when it comes to questioning people, she's a prosecutor, she's a lawyer. Like she's pretty good at that when she has to NBC instead puts her on this like soft news discussion show, feel good show. And yeah. they do all these panel discussions. And it, it, it's not Megan's strong suit. I don't know why they try to put her into this box. But this, this panel discussion on Tuesday morning is about Halloween costumes. And Megan says when she was young, blackface was not necessarily bad as long as you were doing it out of respect and not ridicule. So let's, uh, let's listen to what Megan had to say on Tuesday morning. This is Megan Kelly. You do get in trouble if you are a white person who puts on yes, black face yes. on Halloween or a black person who puts on white face yes. for Halloween. Okay, Back when I was a kid, that was okay as long as you were dressing up as like a character. I, there was a controversy on The Real Housewives of New York with Luann as she dresses Diana Ross and she made her skin look darker than it really is. And people said that that was racist. And I don't know. I thought like, who doesn't love Diana Ross? She wants to look like Diana Ross for one day. I, I don't know how like that got racist on Halloween. It's not like it, she's walking around I, I in general. I have not seen it. But you it you have watched it. Yeah. So I can't keep up with the number of people that were offending just by being like normal people these yeah. days. Hmm. Wow, I don't care. That lit the world on fire. That that was the clip that just sent everyone into insanity. It's funny that she says, I can't even keep track of the people who are offending just by being normal people these days. Well, how prophetic. Megyn yeah. Kelly, how unfortunately prophetic, because the entire internet gets outraged, uh, gets outraged. Intense backlash ensued, including from her NBC colleagues. Al Roker 
said her uh, so she sent out an email, an emailed apology to all of her colleagues. Al Roker said it was insufficient, and he says, quote, "She owes a bigger apology to folks of color around the country because this is a history going back to the 1830s minstrel shows, not menstrual shows, Don Lemon, minstrel shows." Oh my God! Uh, choose to, your battles. To choose demean and battles. denigrate a race wasn't right. How, Craig Melvin. Yes, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. She just said, "Well, this particular thing, done a certain way, not really that bad." She didn't say, uh, "Also, black people inherently inferior." You would think that she would have said that. That's not what she said. Okay, Craig Melvin, uh, also Today Show anchor guy, co-host on the show or whatever. There was, uh, he says, quote, there was some criticism yesterday online that this was political correctness. That's silly and it's disingenuous and it's just as ignorant and racist as the statement itself. So everyone saying this is political correctness run amok is also ignorant and racist, according to Craig Melvin, Today Show co-host. Megyn Kelly, of course, gets just blasted for her wrong think. And so she comes up back on her show Wednesday morning and says, well, I'm sorry. I've had an opportunity no. to learn. I've listened and I've learned and all that wrong think has been expelled from my brain. This is Megan Kelly on Wednesday morning. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Megan Kelly, and I want to begin with two words. I'm sorry. You may have heard that yesterday Back we had yourself. a discussion here about political correctness and Halloween <laughs> costumes. And that conversation turned to whether it is ever okay for a person of one race to dress up as another. A black person making their face lighter or a white person making theirs darker to make a costume complete. I defended the idea, saying as long as it, as it was respectful and part of a Halloween costume, it seemed okay. Well, I was wrong, and I am sorry. One of the great parts of sitting in this chair each day is getting to discuss different points of view. Sometimes I talk and sometimes I listen. And yesterday, I learned. I learned that given Ugh. the history of blackface being used in awful ways by racists in this country, it is not okay for that to be part of any costume, Halloween or otherwise. I have never been a PC kind of person, mm-hmm. but I do understand the value in being sensitive to our history, to work particularly on so race right and now. ethnicity. This past year has been so painful for many people of color. The country feels so divided. And I have no wish to add to that pain and offense. I believe this is a time for more understanding, more love, more sensitivity and honor. And I want to be part of that. Thank you for listening and for helping me listen too. Never did get that tear going. Yeah, not quite, Megan. Pretty I mean, close. I will say she's the hottest 50-year-old I've ever seen. Like, yeah, I, like, I, yeah girl. I agree with that. Good for yeah. Megan. Good for her. But, you know, just once. I don't know how many times I got to say this either. Just once I want somebody that does something like this to be like, I apologize for nothing. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, please. Please. And that's the other thing that sucks here because by week's end, she had negotiated for her exit from NBC. So, I I don't know. Was this a firing? Was it a mutual departure? Basically, the the problem I have is that for NBC to act like they don't stand for this sort of thing or this is so offensive bullshit, you wanted to ax her show all along. She, I think, wanted to leave her show. There were reports of her having all kinds of tension with executives. The show was poorly rated. They they gave her a $69 million contract. She was one of the highest, if not the highest. Did she get that paid out? I don't know. I haven't seen the terms of the, the severance. But she was one of the highest, if not the highest paid news anchor person at NBC. I'm sure they wanted out of this. 
she wanted out of this. This was a business decision for reasons entirely independent of this stupid blackface controversy and for NBC to pretend that they're so sensitive to racism and that's why they did this. Bullshit. You are just amplifying more bullshit racism claims that actually make race relations far worse, not better. There is nothing she said that's racist at all. At all. She said the whole point of this, this Halloween thing pisses me off so much because the whole point is to embody somebody else, somebody that you are not somebody entirely different. Maybe somebody that doesn't even actually exist. You could be anything. Yeah. Now, would I uh, be willing to let black people wear white face? Yes. In fact, I'd encourage it. Please stereotype white people. Please. In fact, I want to watch a stream of people doing that. I think obviously I think it's quite funny. Yeah. Go ahead and do that. That'd be great. Now, for Megyn Kelly, she gets... This is why you don't do what she's doing. Generally, I know people are absolutists and say, never apologize. I'd like to say apologize only when it's genuinely necessary. Like, if you actually... If you harmed a person, like, if you... Let's say if I... I mean, like, physically? Rear-ended your car. Sure, yeah. That's sort of No, I mean, I'm talking about in the public realm. I'm just saying... Yeah, for opinions or or comments. Yeah, whether or not you've done something wrong not really even sure how relevant that is to an apology because the left will just seize on it regardless. And then, you know, you're going to get fired no matter what. So you might as well walk away with your head held high. Like Roseanne should have listened to her friends. She said on Joe Rogan that people told her not to apologize and she should have listened to them. If she would have just been like, fuck you, I'm not giving you the rights to my show. Wait until this blows over. Everybody would have been better off. And then the Connors wouldn't be tanking. They wouldn't yeah. have killed off Roseanne and they would have had a why billion dollar even, franchise. Why did they even bother trying to do the Connors? It's, it's idiotic. You know it's going to fail. Just If you're going to get rid of Roseanne, just ax the show. Start over. The, the outrage mob is a double-edged sword. On the one hand, it comes at you hot. But then people get really bored really quick. The news cycle turns over in 24 to 48 hours. At worst, a week. Yeah. And it'll be over. And then if, people will be like, oh, yeah, you remember that? That's, that's so I'm right. Definitely, I'm definitely with you on the absolutism about never apologize for like wrong think, which is what we're talking about right here. Because you end up you end up with exactly what happened to Megyn Kelly, which is you apologize for your opinion and then you get fired anyway. Yeah. And you give this this grandstanding bitch she did about like, we're in such a time of hurt in this it's country. And I don't want to be someone who contributes to the hurt. Bullshit. Show me one person who was hurt. Yeah. Show me one person who was adversely affected. Yeah. And if you're a black person said. and that hurt your feelings, you need to grow a pair of balls. Correct. And stop victimizing yourself. Like, Correct. That's not actual oppression. No. That no. is someone who said some words you don't like. Which, by the way, is what I thought we taught children to be strong against. Yeah. Sticks and stones. Yeah. That whole lesson, you let words like this control you. You let opinions control you. Everything controls you. Yeah. You're surrendering total control of yourself. Mm-hmm. Not cool. Don't do it. Um, I think that's all I had. I didn't have much more to say. <laughs> Me neither. And to all the Indians we've offended with our costumes, we're sorry. <laughs> what, what, wait, what? What are you I'm doing? Sure. I, I don't get this bit. I was like, all right. Not actually, sorry. I mean, we're going to get some shit for these costumes, I'm sure. I don't care. Good. I hope they do. I hope these people out themselves. We did it out of respect for their culture and their inability to invent the wheel before Europeans got to America. Whoa. JK. No, here's, you want to talk about the costumes. By the way, if Elizabeth Warren is allowed to present her native ancestry or whatever it is, you're you're like 1% Asian. I'm 0.1% Native American. 
Yeah, you're arguably more Native American and definitely more person of color than Elizabeth Warren. My 23andMe results have not yet come back. Actually, I haven't even taken the test. But if I get any <laughs> crap for this, I'm 23andMeing it, and I'll say, I am much more Native. I'm, I'm more ethnically diverse than Elizabeth Warren. So if you're going to put yeah. up with this Elizabeth Warren crap, you have to put up with my crap. Yeah, I mean, Elizabeth Warren and I are both 99.9% Northern and Western European, 0.1% mm. Native American. It's don't you want to go to a, like, I don't want to go to a Halloween party that's like, oh, look, it's Where's Waldo? And it's a generic <laughs> werewolf and it's the witch the slutty from. Slutty nurse. Yeah, yeah. And, and all, well, even that's got a little intrigue. But I want to go to a Halloween costume party and be like, that is insanely creative, hugely offensive, jaw droppingly hilarious. Yeah. I want that. I want to be shocked on Halloween. I want spice on Halloween. Yeah, you're my age. You remember back in the day, we used to be able to get away with some shit and everything was more fun. Yeah. Poor kids these days. They, they the thing they, I had to cut out and they didn't really talk about in the Megyn Kelly segment was they were showing offensive costumes before the discussion. One of them was a little girl in an Anne Frank costume. And this was like for sale. That was part of the discussion. They showed this on screen. Nobody gives two shits about that. How, how was that even a, what was, did she have like a little diary? It was like, she had a little jacket. I think it even had the little star on, even though she was never, well, I guess she was, yeah, she was captured. She died in the camp. I forgot. Mm -hmm. But as far as her diary writing, she was not in the camp at the time. Right. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, it was like, uh, it was just like a, what you'd think of like a world war two era Jew was the costume, a little girl in that kind of. Yikes. Get up. And that was shown on the today show. And that's not part of this controversy. They weren't promoting it. They weren't saying like, this is cool. You should buy it. But it was still part of the segment. I don't even know how you could pull that off, that costume. You'd already know. have to look like Anne Frank. Little, uh, little Anne and Adolf. That'd be a fun little pairing. for. <laughs> be a fun little pairing for some future children. Think about it. All right. Any, any more you got on this? Jeez. Nope. I'm good. Okay. Let's, uh, you, got, you got some updates on the caravan. Yeah, I guess. I mean, first of all, it's dwindling. When I was reading about this today, one of the reports that I read said like 5,000 and one of them said 7,000. Hmm. I, I can't get a number on how many people have at its apex been in this caravan and how many people there are now, but it sounds like it's about half the size that it was. I don't know. Yeah, I, I've seen, I don't know. I've seen numbers anywhere from a few thousand to like 15,000. It's thousands of people, whatever. It seems but, to be but dwindling. Is, are they saying that there's people abandoning the caravan? That's the idea? Yeah, it, that's, that seems to be what's happening here. Okay. Um, anyway, so uh, Defense Secretary Mattis announced today that the military has already begun delivering countermeasures to the southern border following reports over the weekend that Mexican police <laughs> toting plastic shields abandoned their blockades in the wow. face of a swelling migrant caravan. So that leads me to believe that it's not that it's it's not dwindling but like just based on the sheer numbers it it appears that it is so i, I don't they know just, I'm getting some they quit defending against the zombie horde basically like, Fuck this, we're out. They had some riot shields and they were overrun and they left yeah, yeah. so right. the pentagon sent jersey barriers although i'm not super sure what that is i, I just probably like a giant barrier right and uh with plans know. to deploy active duty troops there and the full details on the number of troops and, and all that is going to be announced uh after the show probably tonight oh it's announced tonight okay mm -hmm. so there's going to be a military presence we just don't know what that yeah. looks like yep so so we'll hear about it tonight we'll know how many people i mean how many people do you think they need to send 
I don't know. I have no idea how, I, I assume they just want people stationed at the border where these people are expected to arrive to make sure that there aren't any illegal crossings or that sort of thing. I don't, I don't know. I guess it would depend on how much area they want to cover and it depend on how many they're expecting to arrive. Uh, Jersey so, barriers are huge road dividers. So that makes sense. Gotcha. Like okay. Well, we'll have to see how this thing plays out because it's supposed to be what this is supposed to come to, uh, they're supposed to reach the border sometime around like three weeks from now, a month from now, something like that. Yeah, I don't know how much that's going to help. Can't they just, you know, get out and walk? Uh, what do you, what do you mean? Like the barriers? If, if, oh, like, oh yeah. I thought they were walking anyway. I thought that was the whole thing. Yeah, not all of them. Yeah. I mean, they have huge trucks that have been issued by countries and hmm. other organizations. That they are Somehow. clearly riding in. I mean, we've talked about it before, but the logistics of just thousands of people roaming across yes, it's very a continent, suspicious. basically. Yeah, somebody's somebody's helping that. It's I don't know who's doing that, but it's, it, that that can't happen organically. It can't be like, hey, me and my three thousand friends, four thousand, five, fifteen thousand, fifteen thousand decided ran, decided on a whim to go just march on another country. So right. we'll we'll have to see how this plays out. But this, of course, did spawn controversy this week, well beyond just the caravan itself. Because Trump, well, we'll get to it in a moment. He commented about this issue, contrasting himself with the globalists, calling himself a nationalist, which created all sorts of controversy for himself. I can't believe that that's controversial. But before it all all happened, he made those comments down in uh, Texas and Houston at a big rally for Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, of course, running against Beto O'Rourke. And... Before he, this is this is a classic Trump moment. I really loved this. Before he uh, gets on the plane to go down to Texas, some reporters are asking him, "Hey, why are you going down there to support Lion Ted? Remember when you hated Ted Cruz or whatever?" And Trump says, "No, no, no. He's not Lion Ted anymore. He's beautiful Ted now." And then he's, he calls him Texas Ted too. Then Texas Ted. Okay. He's beautiful Ted and Texas Ted. This is what Trump had to say. Not a good nickname. Yeah. He's not Lion Ted anymore. What is he beautiful Ted. Beautiful, beautiful Texas. Ted. I call him Texas Ted. I like him a lot. I actually like him a lot. And he's a very smart guy. He loves the people of Texas, which I do. And in fact, right now, I guess they said they've never seen it. It's like a big tailgate. It goes on for miles. It's over 100,000 people. Yeah, and it was a big rally. Trump goes down there, and in his rally, he's talking about the caravan. He's talking about the globalists, and he describes what a globalist is and why he opposes it, I think, on clear, non-controversial terms. But of course, it's going to be controversial. You know what a globalist is, right? You know what a globalist is? A globalist is a person that wants the globe to do well, frankly, not caring about our country so much. And you know what? We can't have that. You know, they have a word. It sort of became old-fashioned. It's called a nationalist. And I say, really, we're not supposed to use that word. You know what I am? I'm a nationalist, okay? I'm a nationalist. Well, did you think that, if you didn't know what's going to happen next, do you think that, would you have predicted yes. the way this developed? Yes. You think, yeah. I, yes. I don't know. I'm a little bit surprised because this is, this is such a stretch to me, even for Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta, of course, making news of himself all the time. He interprets this to mean Trump means white nationalists. Of course, that's what they're going to say. I think it's really adorable how you still have faith in people. It's just 
So Don't cute. you think this is one of the farther stretches he's made, even for him? This is the uh, obviously this is what they're going to say. They, they say mm. that globalist is synonymous. Did you see Sarah, Sarah Silverman's tweet this week? Globalist oh, no, is synonymous with uh, Jew and nationalist is synonymous wow. with white nationalist. It's like she has like a little key. Oh, it's a decoder. It's She's a got decoder. a decoder yeah, for this. A okay. dog whistling to the alt-right or some stupid okay. shit. I well, knew they were going to do this. The, I googled nationalist definition before the show. Here's the definition. A person who advocates political independence for a country. Yeah, so it's basically synonymous with like patriot. The definition is exactly the way Trump described it in context, which is, listen, I'm going to put American interest before global interest. Oh, no. That's what... That's not only what the definition of the word is, that's how he explicitly described it in the context of the speech. Jim Acosta goes to the Oval Office the next day or sometime thereafter and says, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, what do you what do you think about people who are interpreting this to mean white nationalist? And uh, Trump has a response for him. Yes, go ahead. Mr. President, just to follow up on your comments about being a nationalist, there is a concern that you are sending coded language or a dog whistle to some Americans out there that what you really mean is that you're a white nationalist. I've never even heard that. I cannot imagine that. You mean, I say, I'm a nationalist. No, I never heard that theory about being a nationalist. I've heard them all. But I'm somebody that loves our country. I am very proud of our country. We cannot continue to allow what's happened to our country to continue to happen. We can't let it happen. So I'm proud. I'm proud of our country. And I am a nationalist. It's a word that hasn't been used too much. People use it, but I'm very proud. I think it should be brought back. Oh, my God. How stupid. I hate the way Acosta phrases these questions, too. People are saying or, you know, people have concerns. No, dude, it's just you. Like, you're the one generating this and fanning the flames. He acts like he's representing this organic outgrowth of outrage when, in fact, he's like the source of the outrage. And, of course, it doesn't end there, even though he gets a response from um from Trump, he goes on to Anderson Cooper's show later and Ugh. repeats much the same thing. Oh, Trump is talking about white nationalism. I think that's why the, this question about why the president keeps labeling himself a nationalist is so important. I, I pressed him on this in the Oval Office, asked him, well, are you trying to say that you're a white nationalist? What about these concerns out there that you're dog whistling to your base, that you're sending coded messages to your base? And he says, well, I haven't heard a theory about that. Uh, and then he and went on to say, well, you know, there are trade issues and, and so on as to why he, he uh, is attaching this label to himself. But Anderson, when you're demonizing immigrants, migrants coming up uh, from Central America, trying to make their way to the United States and apply for asylum, when you're demonizing Middle Easterners and making the suggestion that they're, they're terrorists and so on in that caravan without offering any proof, and then calling yourself a nationalist in front of thousands and thousands of people, I don't think it's a stretch for a lot of Americans out there to wonder whether or not the president is secretly considering himself a white nationalist. Uh, Jim Acosta from the White House. Thanks, Jim. Jim Acosta yeah. with our not at all conspiratorial thought yeah. of the day. Okay, that's real news, How not people fake watch news. this garbage? It's just these haircuts pontificating, like trying to decode what he may or may not have meant about, you know, that's just like a, that's a blanket term used by people that doesn't have any negative connotation. That's insane. Even if you don't like the word, it was abundantly clear in the context of his speech what he means. I, and I haven't actually heard him, maybe there's quotes that I've missed, but demonizing the immigrants coming here to apply for asylum. I've mostly just heard him talk about how we have to have, be, we have, to have rule of law. Now, if they want to come here and apply for asylum within the scope of the law, great, go for it. But I think what we have to be worried about naturally is you're not going to just 
whoopsie leak over the border in the process of doing that. We have to prepare for that. And that's why, frankly, a military or a security so presence sweet. on the border is necessary. At I just made two videos about this. Everybody should check out. But we are yeah. the only country that's sitting here like, oh, should we should we have border integrity? Should we even have borders? Other yeah. countries are like, get the fuck out of my country. Get yeah. out of my country. You can't it, be here. In any other context, and I listen, Jim Acosta wants to go with the idea that all of these people are benevolent. Fine, whatever. Let's let's assume that's the case, Jim Acosta. But the reality is, if you if you don't have any borders at all, that you're not going to protect your borders. That anyone, what is functionally an invasion force, even if it's a benevolent invasion force that means no harm to us. What, do you have a country at that point? Do you really? If an invasion force can just walk across your borders and be like ours now. Right. Well, what do you, I, I can't, there's not much more foundational in a country's purpose than to defend its borders from invasion. Right, right. And then they're constantly talking about how white people have no culture. So if we have no culture and we have no borders and we have no claim to our own land, then do we have anything? Do we have a country? Is America a real thing? Is it a hmm. figment of my imagination? They're all marching across these non-bigoted socialist countries to get to racist capitalist land. Right, how, I know. How odd that is. Even though it's okay. so horrible here. I mean, they're going to get killed on site by police officers. They're like, why do you want to come here then? Hmm. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's the tinfoil hat theory. Maybe we've run out and the police forces need some fodder. They need some, <laughs> you know, they're going to be the, they're going to be the Jurassic Park goat to the police forces T-Rex. <laughs> they're going to be the sacrificial sacrificial goats yeah they've actually killed all the black people in this country we have zero black people in america we need they some don't. more people yeah, yeah we need some yeah. we need some more to to sacrifice on, before our rapidly racist police forces did you see this colbert segment about I the did. military yeah. this actually like pissed me off kind of and, and i don't like to admit that i have kind of an emotional reaction to something sometimes it's not like i was enraged but it just bugged me at a gut level this was uh an open on colbert's show this week where he's doing a parody of uh, General Patton during World War II. And he's saying, you know, when, you're, when your uh, grandchildren ask you what you did when you were in the service and you were under Trump, just tell them you lie, or just lie to their faces because this is totally dishonorable is basically okay. the, uh, the idea that if you're in the service, you're deployed to go to defend the border, that you are doing something dishonorable about which you should lie to your children because you'd never want to admit to it. Here's uh, the Colbert Show. Troops, our commander-in-chief has ordered us to stop a caravan from entering our border. I'm sure you all join the army to do what's right and defend your country. Well, this is not it. 30 years from now, when you're sitting by your fireside with your grandson on your knee, and he asks, what did you do when Donald Trump was president? Take a deep breath, look into his eyes, and lie your ass off. Tell him anything. You had bone spurs, you deserted, put on a dress like Klinger. Anything's more honorable. Hmm. Man, if they think they're going to persuade people in the middle with this shit, they are sorely mistaken. And I also, I don't think that they really understand or grasp how conservative the military still is. Like, sure. I know there are all these initiatives to get women and minorities and everything in the military and there is this element of liberalism that's crept in but the majority of of the marine corps and the army they are like america loving gun-toting conservative like grass-fed yeah. boys and, and just like the new york times piece i get it this is comedy satire whatever 
the reality is though, for comedy or satire to land, there's got to be an element Some of truth. truth. There's got to be yeah. a nugget of truth. Somebody at the Colbert show, these writers, explain to me what the nugget of truth is. Is it that it's dishonorable to defend our borders? Is it that we should have open borders, period, that anybody ought to be come in here? What, what again, what's a more fundamental purpose for our military than the defense of our borders? I'm not saying shoot them on sight when they arrive, but I am saying we've got to protect from what might happen if we leave it totally unsecure. Anyway, you're cracking up. What, oh, I what? said grass fed. I meant to say corn fed. Oh, grass fed, <laughs> like grass fed beef. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. Uh, yeah, corn did I. fed. Thank Although you, corn fed, doesn't corn fed usually mean like out of shape and kind of plump? Does it? I don't know. I just always thought that it was, you know, like a, maybe like a hearty just... American diet. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I've always thought corn fed to have kind of a negative connotation. Really? Let me I see. Wrong about this. Let's let's consult the old Google. The old or, Google. I can't wait till we the, have another search engine that we can use as a first. Or the ultimate um, authority on all words, which would be oh my urban gosh, dictionary. The live chat is saying it means that you're fat. Wow, I've been using this incorrectly yeah, my whole plump, life. Plump, well fed, informal, <laughs> but also provincial and unsophisticated. Yeah, corn fed wow. to me has always meant like yeah, you're kind of. Kind of a little uh, chunky. What's the word? What am I looking for? Red-blooded American, maybe, Red -blooded or American, uh, yeah. something like that. Well, thank you. The live chat always keeping me honest, and then I'll realize on air that I've been saying something incorrectly my entire life. That's all right. We are the epitome, epitome. of word usage. We have the best words, yeah. just like Trump. And yeah, so that happens. if you're new so to the show, I know it's epitome. Don't email me saying it's epitome. <laughs> I know now that is. Um, okay. You want to, you want to move on to, uh, to the Kavanaugh stuff or should, maybe we should take a quick we break before we do these last two. Again. And then, um, yeah, oh, let's do that. wig is so itchy. Hmm. Are you going to throw your shit away when you're done? Like mine? I don't know. I, I didn't keep the moldy locks wig, but I kind of oh, wish yeah, I, I forgot. Have. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to need it. Um, well, especially in a move, it's hard to justify keeping crap. Oh my gosh, should I around. keep this giant moldy Ugh, no. Rat wig, rat, yeah, this wig, rat yeah. nest hair. Uh, you yeah. can't stop the scout. Says watching this in a Starbucks, hiding behind a VPN. If I get murdered, you'll know what happened. Oh, jeez. Ah, hopefully from a Starbucks bathroom, sitting on the can <laughs> indefinitely without buying anything. <laughs> Yami Ukami says, "Great Elizabeth Warren and Cesar Sayak. Is it Soyak? Soyak? Sayak? I think it's Sayak. S A Y O C. Sayak costume. Did you hear about Apu officially being removed from The Simpsons? Yeah. I did. What a bunch of bullshit. We're not going to talk about it tonight, but maybe I'll talk about it this week. They're caving too. They're caving to the PC demands. What a yeah. bunch of garbage. What a great character Apu was. I know. Uh, the Twitter of the SAW comedian responsible, Hari Kondabalu. Oh, the guy who made the movie that we, we, we watched it on the show oh, for yeah, the trailer previously. Yeah. It's been hilarious. Man, that's very disappointing. Mm. Uh, first son of man, blind, you look awesome. It's always great to see someone go all out in a costume. Some people just fuck it up. YouTube censored this. Thank you. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. I spent a lot of time on my makeup. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell. It's very, yeah, it's very precise. It was well done. It's not, not at all historically accurate, I'm, I'm aware. Oh, um, you mean to say that this is these are not authentic Cherokee? <laughs> yeah. It's probably honestly more authentically Cherokee than Elizabeth Warren's DNA. True. Which is That's the point. Um, Trent Uger. Matt and I once made love at the gun range. He really showed me his single barrel pump action yogurt rifle. You know what I mean? <laughs> yogurt rifle, you say? That's what it's, it's how it's spelled. I know, yeah. Well, you, you, but it's a... Is it, uh, moving on. You, 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 you made me speechless with that one. It's actually, he actually spelled it like yogurt. Yeah, yeah. At first I was thinking it was a jank reference, but he just means, nope, yogurt rifle. I get it. 
Travis Valle <laughs> can't watch y'all live. What's up with everybody not watching us live, but giving us super It's, it's too early, I think, in the evening. I wouldn't yeah. normally go at this time slot. It is a weird time. Yeah. Um, but here's a joke for old times. Like, I used to date this redhead girl. Oh, wait, she hates it when I refer to her that way. I used to date this Native American girl. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. Uh, Miles Kinslow. Hey, guys, did you hear Amy Schumer is pregnant? Finally, somebody put a lot in that toilet. Think the baby will survive <laughs> in there. We're going to talk about it a little bit later. It's part of the uh, the cringe I want to discuss. Gross. Uh, Civil War says, Matt and I once made love at a car dealership where my wakey, wait, wakey inflatable arm flailing tube man could stay yeah, up no matter how. Wacky. It's spelled like. Forgot the C. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stay up no matter how hard he blew. What is wrong with you guys? Jeez, aggressive tonight. So gay. So gay. Hmm. Um, How many more of these should we do? Probably a bunch. Semper Ad Meliora. Is there a number for blacks who constantly blame everything on racism? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, yeah. What's what? But imagine you did that. Imagine yeah. you uh, had a hotline where it's like, you know, actually you're not being discriminated against. The biggest obstacle in your own life is your own victimization attitude. Correct that. Like, let's say you made like the Candace Owens hotline where you just get like Candace Owens recordings talking to you about how you should embrace a victor attitude instead of a victimhood attitude. That would be called the most. New York Times would never publish such a thing. That'd be the most racist thing ever. The live chat just said one eight hundred didn't do nothing. Wow. Uh, over fifty three Rogers. This a long way of Bolsonaro. Brazil turns to the right. Did he? Did he win? Can you guys tell me in the live chat? I know I was getting some updates early on, hmm. and he was way ahead. Um, thank you for that, Neo twenty four. Here's some wampum from my half native engines. Point one percent, which counts. Um, yeah, Jozo's- more than more than Warren. Yeah, really. Uh, Rodzilla, 5332. Matt and I once made love. He took my sample, and now he's way more than one 1,024th Texan, if you know. <laughs> Jeez. Voltara Jeez. One. That is great news. Great news. Hmm. Uh, Nunny of Voltaire. Matt and I once made love. I had no reservation until I saw his teepee. He made my wigwam, and I gave him a lot of wumpum in return. This is getting so aggressive at this point. <laughs> it's like every other super chat. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, let's just do three more right now. Sure. Agent Flippy, a big donation. I saw George Takai calling for the removal of AR-15s from the market. If you could somehow remove every single firearm for the country, then you would eliminate shootings, but you will not stop violent people from kill- killing innocent people. I don't even think you'd eliminate shootings. The cat is so far out of the bag on that one anyway. It's like, even if I grant the premise, like, w- would it be nice to live in a world where no one had weapons that could inflict damage quickly like no i i mean if such a world were possible i don't know but you're never going to achieve that the cat is so far out of the bag even if all firearm manufacturing stopped today yeah there are enough semi-automatic rifles in this country to probably arm every single person maybe several times over Yep. Uh, Semper Ad Meliora said, I really like to see a study regarding frequency of domestic terrorism and increased censorship on mainstream social media. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it'd be hard to establish that. I mean, yeah, you would never get the causal link, but, you know, a lot of a lot of social science is just correlation and speculation. You you might see that it might be true. I don't know. I'm not prepared to say that, like this guy being banned on Twitter, if he even was like caused this to happen. Right. But the saying, culture of censorship is going to create these problems. Yes. I, I, I buy that or theory at least for at sure. a minimum compound them. I buy the theory that as speech is banned, violent reaction, likelihood of violent reaction increases. That just makes sense. Um, last one for right now, a big donation from John Martin. I'm sorry. I got to keep itching this. One. <laughs> sure. So, 
Yeah. Uh, here's some support for free speech, yours and mine. Love you guys. Great videos on immigration, Blonde. Thank you so much, oh, John. Well, thanks, I worked John. really hard on this. Cool. All right. I do, have a, uh, I do have a couple. Let me knock out a few streamlabs before we move on. But uh, how, how many Pendleton they? blankets has Focahannis received? Uh, also, uh, this is from Redicus. What is their uh, what is their stock looking like after all the Pocahontas stories? I don't know. You might want to invest. Might yeah. be time to invest. He also says the blackface character was originally just the uh, town imbecile that was similar to a slapstick character before a uh, before the clan made it racist. And Matt should have wore a roach headdress. I don't know the difference. I just bought whatever was reasonably priced on, on Amazon. Amazon. By the way, if you hate me for this, hate Amazon. They yeah. sold this to me without vetting my ethnicity at all. And they were made in China. So yeah, wrap your by, mind around that Exactly. One. Exactly. So, you know, you can hate me all you want, but I'm not the only one to blame. Waifu Works says, hey, Matt, uh, you dressed as a turkey. Love from the UK. Yeah, kind of, maybe. Redicus says, Acosta, people are saying equals I am saying. Yes. Also, how many embassies uh, and other immigrant offices did the immigration offices, I should say, did the uh, caravan pass Dear Diary for Jim Acosta? Uh, you... Anoctium? I'm going to go with Anoctium. Uh, don't normally uh, Streamlab, but that patron thing was ridiculous. I assume, or, or the, oh, the patent thing, not patron. Patent thing was ridiculous. Patton uh, thought the Soviets were mongoloids and would pollute the European gene pool and felt bad for beating the Germans. I actually didn't know that. I don't know much about I patents. wasn't nodding to that. I'm, I People in the live chat are talking about Bolsonaro. I'm sorry. I wasn't like, okay. yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about Patton's political beliefs, so that's kind of interesting. Thanks for that. Michael Schlecht <laughs> is back. Your Jurassic Park reference earned you a second donation. Well, thanks. Michael Savage nailed it when he said, uh, Borders, language, culture are the three things you need to define a country. I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. Keep up the look. Uh, keep a lookout for rogue. We smoke them. Oh, no, sorry, it's hard to read streamlabs sometimes. We smoke them peace pipe bombs. Keep her moving. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. Let's uh, let's move in on to the uh, Kavanaugh stuff because this story is not dead yet, whether that's by design or... I mean, it's kind of by Grassley's design a little bit, but it's also because... I think the biggest um, Kavanaugh story is is what's coming out about NBC News. So remember, and I did a video about this, MSNBC and NBC tangentially did this interview with Julie Swetnick, the gang rape accuser against uh, Brett Kavanaugh. And they themselves even said there are several elements of her story that contradict her sort statement. There are several elements of her story that we can't uh, verify, verify independently. Yeah. This story is almost assuredly bullshit, but we're going to go ahead and run a gang rape allegation against this guy anyway, which to me had all kinds of journalistic ethics implications. Well, it turns out they did even more uh, work to try to vet Swetnick's claims. And, um, and these, uh, they, they actually had even more reason to discredit her claims than they were disclosing at the time. So um, let's get the story up here. This is, uh, it's being reported in Fox News, but the story actually was uh, originated from NBC News themselves. Uh, So what NBC News is saying now is that uh, they reached out to an unidentified woman or an anonymous woman identified by Swetnick and Avenatti as corroborating their claims. So this was like a supposed witness who was there at the party where the the punch spiking was going on and all this. NBC News reached out to her and she said, well, you know, I only... So this was October 3rd they reached out to her and she says I only skimmed Avenatti and Swetnick's declaration. I'm going to get back to you and tell you whether this is whether what they're claiming aligns with my memory of this sort of thing or not. She says, it is incorrect to say that I saw Brett spike the punch. I didn't see anyone spike the punch. I was very clear with Michael Avenatti from uh, day one. 
So she's saying not only like I don't have any memory of this, but like the, what they're claiming about me or the people being able to verify this, not true. Not true. I didn't see that at all. You can't claim that. So NBC ran their interview on October 1st. So it's not like they excluded this information that they'd reached out to somebody who directly contradicted what she was saying. Yeah, but, but they, didn't they kind of? Well, not in that report because the the contradiction they got was after that report ran, but they did not update the report at all. They did not update the report until this until this newly released report came out, like just this week. So they sat on this information for for basically the entire month. Recall Kavanaugh was confirmed by the Senate on October 6th. So for at least three days when this was hugely relevant, not that Kavanaugh's confirmation was made about Swetnick's, you know, made with um, respect to Swetnick's accusation or not, but still they had information that definitely discredited, discredited part of that pile more conclusively. They just sat on it. They didn't release it. They didn't care. So, you know, an additional piece of evidence in this sort of, ethically ambiguous behavior from NBC news regarding this, the the development of this whole thing. But if that brings you down, there is uh, reason to be optimistic because uh, chairman of the judiciary committee, Chuck Grassley has now referred Julie Swetnick and Avenatti to the justice department for criminal investigation, alleging the two made false statements to Congress Grassley says, while the committee was in the middle of its extensive investigation of the late-breaking sexual assault allegations made by Dr. Christine Blasey Ford against Supreme Court nominee Judge Brett Kavanaugh, Avenatti um, publicized, publicized his client's allegations and drug and alcohol-fueled gang rapes in the 1980s. The obvious subsequent contradictions, along with the suspicious timing of the allegations, necessitate a criminal investigation by the Justice Department. The Justice Department has made no immediate comment. Avenatti held a press conference on Thursday saying he welcomes the investigation and that Grassley has opened up a Pandora's box. He said he's glad that his client's claims will finally be investigated. Quote, Senator Grassley just stepped in it to be clear, Avenatti said. He's such a shit talker and never once has he been able to follow through with his shit talking. He's not like Trump who like waits and then later you find out, oh, yeah, he really was tapped. His phones really were tapped. But Avenatti just shit talks and then gets shot down and then continues to shit talk. Everything he's done has fallen apart yeah. you know, piece by piece. So for him to act like he's this champion of Trump opposition, it's, it really hasn't worked out. Like not only is Kavanaugh sitting on the court, but it looks like you, you done lied. Yeah. looks like you've committed perjury. And isn't he going to have to file for bankruptcy anyway just because of that yeah. unrelated case? I, I forgot what the rest of the news was this week. I don't have those stories in front of me, but I, he, he owes he got $5 like million a, dollars for he, some, I, I can't remember the details of it, but I think it was an old law partner. And he owes the IRS or something like that. He's behind on taxes. Is he this got, the same story? Are we talking about the same thing? Generally speaking, he owes a lot of, a lot of people money. I had read that he got evicted from his, a, 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 Google would probably help me to speak more accurately here, but like we report the news. What's the yeah. news? What's uh, Avenatti evicted. I had read that he was. Oh, oh, so here's what it is. This is reported by the LA Times. Michael Avenatti is hit with a $4.85 million judgment for his unpaid debt as court orders eviction of his law firm. So all these stories are the same story. They're kind of the same thing lumped together. But yeah, the guy's in trouble. And the guy clearly has some financial issues that he's going to have to resolve. I'm comfortable speculating that a lot of his uh, sensationalist behavior might be an effort to 
raise some money to deal with some of those issues yeah. that he has. Or to stay relevant, yeah. But to your point, if you're going to talk shit, man, you got to deliver sometimes. Even if you're delivering sometimes. like 30% of the time, like Trump does, or 50% of the time. It's like yeah. sometimes you got to turn it around. Yeah. Last piece of uh, Kavanaugh news. Somebody goes to uh, Yale Law School, where, of course, Kavanaugh graduated many years ago, and they graffitied quotes from Christine Blasey Ford's testimony all over campus. So here you can see an image. It's uh, down below the doors there. And of course, they, they, they graffitied this presumably seriously as though this is like a meaningful quote. This is a meme between people like you and I. Indelible in the hippocampus is the laughter. Like that you makes me- You gotta say it like her. Indelible <laughs> in the hippocampus is the laughter. That was pretty There's good. Smudge glasses. Ugh. Yeah. That, was, uh, that was a far better impression than I would have done for sure. Here's another one on some doors that says, uh, I have had to relive my trauma in front of the entire world. Okay. No, you didn't have to. There are, there are a few different examples. Reportedly, this uh, graffiti was removed uh, later on Monday, so it didn't stay up very long. It was found Monday morning and was gone by later in the day on Monday. But is, is, is Yale Law School responsible? Like, I don't even understand. Yeah, re remember, it was even controversial at Yale. Like, they were given a bunch of shit for Yale issuing a statement, basically happy that one of their alums was nominated to the Supreme Court. That, that was supposed to be controversial. Or somehow they were supposed to disavow Brett Kavanaugh. I, 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 yeah, but I would like to know who did this and why. Yeah. Is, is the implication that Yale is responsible? First off, he didn't set foot on Yale, I presume, until after the Blasey Ford allegation. Maybe Yale wouldn't have accepted him had she filed a police report. Yeah, had he really. actually been convicted of sexually assaulting her, maybe no, then he wouldn't have gone to Yale. No, even if even if this did happen, the police would have been like, we can't do anything about that. Even if she reported it at the time? If she reported it the day it happened, the yeah. police would have been like, yeah, you didn't get raped. Like, what do you want us to do here? I mean, I don't know. Does jumping on top of a person on a bed? She wouldn't have been able to prove that. But if that's what happened, does that even constitute a? I mean, he was a juvenile at the time. Is that is that no, actually and, and an assault? In this hypothetical situation, this happened, which it clearly didn't. I agree. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't think that they would be able to pursue. I mean, what is that assault? Like attempted sexual assault? I mean, I don't. Even... And it's, it's it's misdemeanor at best. I don't yeah. think. Hmm. Okay. I, well, don't know. I bet you a anyway, million dollars think, uh, that a fat chick did this. The, the whoever is doing this, like if they think that they're making some poli <laughs> I didn't I didn't think about what you had said for a moment, but I've <laughs> somebody you know get I'm her. Right. Well, I want to see the BMI dude. of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to see the BMI of the chick that did this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I would uh, the person who's doing this who thinks this is somehow beneficial. Listen, as long as Kavanaugh stays in the news, it's harmful to the Democrats. Yeah. Harmful. Oh, yeah. You want to move on from this news story. You don't want to keep reminding people. I think Grassley is half acting with authentic uh, annoyance that he believes there were false statements made to Congress. I'm not saying he shouldn't do what he's doing, but I think part of his motive is probably political to keep this in the news as much as possible because it helps Republican candidates. If you've got Avenatti and Swetnick being punished in the news a couple weeks before the election, yeah, that helps. I don't think anything's going to happen to her, though. I'd be I'd be surprised if there was actual prosecution, but I, I'm not, I, you know again I'm not the great perjury mind, but it seems to me like there were definitely, at least I would, based on the contradiction of her statements, demonstrably false statements made under oath to Congress, and I don't I can't say demonstrably false because I have evidence. What I'm saying is that 
She has said con- conflicting things. Both of them can't be true. Therefore, one of them must be a lie. Right. Therefore, I guess the only the only way she'd have out is if she lied to NBC. That's not a crime. If she lied to Congress, that's a crime. So maybe mm-hmm. that's her way out. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. Okay, I got some. Sorry, I got some. Uh, I got some cringe for you, and this is not surprise cringe. This is just sort of uh, a whole bunch of stuff that I thought was fun oh, to talk about. Oh, it's not surprise cringe. I didn't watch it because oh, you didn't watch it. I I, I didn't do this as surprise cringe because I assumed that you had seen it. I think I've seen some of them. But the no. the Beto the Beto stuff. The stuff I have not seen the Beto. Stuff. You've not seen this stuff. Okay, Beto, this was whatever. this was circulating all week. So there are a couple examples of just ultra cringe. Beto videos circulating YouTube and Twitter. And these are not, as far as I can tell, produced by the actual Beto campaign. They're produced by, uh, I guess this first one is some Beto, pro-Beto flash mob. They uh, they organized a flash mob forum and they made a parody song. Forewarning, both of these are musical. Was this 2008 you're... or something? When flash mobs were, when was the last time you heard about a flash mob? Well, I, ju- I heard about one just now with this Beto flash mob. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. stop, stop, stop. Where was that clip? Look at this guy, that guy, if I'm in trouble, that guy in the top left wearing the afro, he's also in trouble. Yeah! What the hell is that? Maybe he looks like that. They need to disavow that racist. Uh, anyway, there's, there's just a little bit left, it's not too long. Okay. That was so cringy. It actually made my eyes water. I had a physiological response to the cringe. Did you notice the child who was featured in there yes, too? Yes, I saw that raincoat child. Yeah, yeah. poor kid. Now, uh, that's uh, arguably not even the cringiest one. So there's another, um, there's another entry by this group called Esther's Follies. This group is reportedly hailed as the SNL, the Saturday Night Live of Austin. It's some kind of theater group. They do some like live performances or something. The creators of this piece said this Grease parody was popular on their stage, so they made a video of it. Uh, predictably, of course, the ratings and comments for this video are now disabled. Here's um, members of Esther's Folly, Follies out of Austin, Texas. Is she really going door to door for him? I don't know. Let's ask her. Hey, no. Jamie, is that a better no. sign in your front yard? Uh-huh. Oh, it must be great volunteering at his phone bank. Is he ahead of Ted Cruz yet? Uh-uh. I first saw him on Ellen DeGeneres. He's taking on the GOP. You get the picture? Yes, we see. And Beto does it without, without a super PAC. He drives oh. up. rising and so are his toes. Don't listen to the internet trolls. No. Oh. Stolen and he's the burglar. 
I would rather watch videos of ISIS beheadings than watch that again. <laughs> Noted for next surprise cringe. Uh, it's re real clear politics. Polling aggregations currently show Cruz plus six. I'm not aware of the uh, the bump that Cruz may have received from these independent uh, groups. Again, I don't I don't want to unfairly blame Beto for that since he did not make it. Although certainly his appeal has contributed to. The type of people who want to make that sort of material. <laughs> I, I, that was that multifactorial cringe. It's like the grease factor, the musical factor, bad puns. And then there's like a painful element too, because that chick's pretty hot, you know? Uh, like the main, I guess, I don't know, the main chick, I can pull yeah, her out. Yeah, she's got else. nice boobs. Her face isn't so bad. It's like, what are you doing with your life? Making Beto songs. I mean, apparently she's a theater actress. Oh. But th at least that's factor. what this this group is supposedly. Just well, why you know you can meet a nice conservative man, settle down, have a family, bake pies, and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Blonde heaven. I know that sounds awesome. <laughs> well, uh, here's the next entry in this cringe uh, bit here. Are you but trying um, to kill me, Kathy Griffin. Of course, if you ever want to talk about uh, just, just top tier cringe, Kathy Griffin. She's back. She's on tour somehow. There are apparently venues selling actual tickets to actual Kathy Griffin shows, and people are actually buying this, supposedly. I'm told to believe that by her Twitter feed, where she's promoting her tour, but she's also promoting her merchandise on this tour. Um, anyway, here's Kathy Griffin promoting her tour and her merchandise on Twitter. I'm on tour, and I can't wait to have my coffee tomorrow morning in my fuck Trump mug. Okay. I'm on tour and I can't wait to have my coffee tomorrow morning in my fuck Trump mug. Just want to see the little eyebrow raise. There we go. Now, notice in the background, too, I thought this was an underrated detail of this. She's got multiple boxes of Cheez-Its in whatever hotel room this is or whatever. That is the, the orangest creature consuming the <laughs> orangest food possible. It doesn't get oranger than Kathy Griffin eating Cheez-Its. Uh. Maybe if she was snorting Cheetos, that would be the one... Uh, the one way she could up her game in this regard. But yeah, it's true. She's she's not just promoting her tour on her own merits. It looks like she's basically descended the depths of like full-on Trump hatred to promote herself. So if you go to the Kathy Griffin store, you click that tweet, you follow it to her store. Look at this. Like half the crap is fuck Trump and impeach Brett. Number one featured product is a fuck Trump holiday ornament and an impeach Brett mug and impeach Brett t-shirts. All the featured items are fuck Trump keychains. Uh, there are Team Griffin. Here's the one thing positive for her. Team Griffin t-shirts. Listen, uh, I don't know. People who hack for uh, Julian Assange and stuff, if you can hack the sales data for Team <laughs> Griffin t-shirts, yeah, I will gladly publish it on your behalf if you're able to I do mean, that. I mean, she's got to be hurting to be selling merch unrelated to her gig, you know? I, I guess I just it's it's so weird to me that I guess maybe it's not weird. This is a person who is deranged like she is full on blondes disease. Trump, remember when she said Trump ruined me or whatever. He ruined me like he, he did. Broke, You're he broke me. Or, yeah, he, yeah, he broke me. You're 
a, a fuck Trump pop socket phone grip? Like a, <laughs> what is this? What is this, Kathy? Well, she's not funny, and, she, and she's old, and she's childless. It's like, what do you, what do you want her to do? I okay. At this point, she's you're past just the a point f- in time where she can be a useful member of society. And then she spent like her youth, people telling her that she was funny, and she's not. And, and she's kind of like, what now? All she has is her hatred. And then she's gonna die. Fuck Trump shop products now. It's like, and, and then one of her imprisoned, imprisoned Trump, and it's got like Trump crying graphic, and he's peeing himself. And then she advertises new graphic, Team Griffin. Let's see what these look like. Twenty five dollars. Jeez. Uh, maybe I, I, I can you write these off if you buy this? Is that considered a charitable contribution? <laughs> if, I, if I indulge Kathy Griffin's worst tendencies, she's not done though. Look at this tweet that she put out uh, earlier in the week on uh, on Wednesday. She says, "Fucking vote, fucking vote blue. Don't fuck anyone unless they vote." The implication or being or uh, that women should withhold sex from men unless they vote. Kathy Griffin. What is it way. with these old haggard women trying to like withhold their ancient fodges <laughs> from from the men at large? Men are like, yeah. okay. Yeah, my first reaction was exactly that, which is what uh, most of the replies are, which is like, uh, voting against the Democrats and not banging you sounds like a win-win. <laughs> How do I lose? Yeah. How do I lose in this scenario? Gross. But I mean, pro tip for men too. It's like anyone who would withhold. Who would like uh, weaponize the, their her relationship with me over politics is not a woman I want to be with. Like straight up, period. Ever. Yeah. Anyone who would submit themselves to that, any respecting man, you're not a respecting man if you would submit yourself to that. And even I, I don't think I would do that to uh, like a girlfriend if she she sincerely wanted to vote for Beto. I'd like try to convince, but I'm not gonna I'm not going to punish her in the relationship for that. Or maybe it is significant, and you realize you have differences and you break up. But you I don't, don't like withholding sex for any reason is insane and manipulative and a way to destroy your relationship. Yeah, I, let I, alone I, I, for political reason. Anyone who tries to establish leverage in a relationship that way, I think, is not to be trusted. Really. No. Absolutely not. Last piece on uh, Kathy Griffin, because I know you just can't get enough. God. But Kathy Griffin released a statement to the rap because she says, I will not be intimidated by the bomb mailings, even though, of course, (laughs) Kathy Griffin was not on the list of people receiving bombs in the mail. She says, for the past three years, many people have warned that rhetoric coming from Donald Trump would end up encouraging this kind of conduct we've seen in the past 48 hours with prominent politicians and former top officials receiving pipe bombs in the mail. I've seen firsthand the kind of hate and threats the president and his family can gin up with their statements and tweets. I will not be intimidated by them or anyone else. Please tell me more about violent rhetoric lady who made a fo- who did a photo shoot holding up the decapitated president's right, head. Right, right. She wants a pipe bomb so bad. Same with Jim Acosta. Oh, yeah. But who am I to speak? Because I want a hit piece just as bad as they want a pipe bomb. That's true. You know, we crave these. Maybe things. it's because nobody's laying pipe to Kathy. Oh, all right, all right. So that that is your rarely issued rim shot. Good one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's see here. Uh, the bar for humor is just so much lower <laughs> for me. It's crazy. Uh, last piece of the night. Amy Schumer announced uh, via reporter here, Jessica Yellen. 
that she is in fact pregnant. Amy Schumer is pregnant with her boyfriend guy. But how did she do this? What's that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, sorry, her husband guy. I misspoke, (laughs) you're right. Yeah, her husband guy. And how did she do this? She did it by releasing a list of Democrats she endorses for various political offices across the country, most of which are places she does not live and who gives a shit about her opinion anyway, even if she does live in those places that are electing these people. You read down the list of candidates, including my state. Again, don't give a shit if you want me to vote for John Tester, Amy Schumer. Read all the way down. I'm pregnant, Amy Schumer. So in other words, she's announcing that she's pregnant. She does it through a politicized method of telling everyone who to vote for. How interesting. There's another example this week. This is from Brian Krasenstein, who may or may not be sane. The Krasenstein brothers, who are part of like the most delusional wing of the resistance. So I don't know whether to treat them seriously or not. But he made a similar announcement on Twitter saying, my daughter will be born in four days. Can you all please give her a birthday gift by voting out these old white misogynistic pieces of crap victim silencing Republicans? Thank you, Brian Krasenstein. 75,000 likes, 10,000 retweets. Oh, my God. First of uh, all, that's not a baby until it's out of the womb. Correct. By their own standards. That is a clump of cells. Hmm. I I love how they're just acting like, you know, there's no cognitive dissonance about their stance with abortion and then carrying their own children like to them like to amy schumer she has a child growing inside of her it's the future of america but to some other bitch it's a clump of cells you should get that sucked right out of you doesn't matter life is defined by whether the woman wants it or not that's how that's what they think it's so crazy to me and then Krasenstein, like can you imagine in four years they're going to be dressing them up and all sorts of taking them to rallies it's just What's Ugh. insane about this and really unfortunate is it is it just shows how nothing can be apolitical anymore. We always, we often uh, bemoan how sports are politicized, entertainment's politicized. You can't escape politics, but think of how deeply it runs for these oh, people yeah. that not even the birth of their own their own child can distract them from the politicization that consumes their worldview that deeply. Like if I were going to become a dad in four days, you think I'd give a shit about the midterms? I know I'd I'd vote, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to put that baby up. It's like they're, it's like they're holding up their child Simba style. Like they're the Rafiki (laughs) on top of pride rock, using it as a prop to solicit votes. It's sick. It's, it's illness. Like it's sickness in the order, in the stack of priority politics should be well below the birth of your child. Right. I feel like I'm a crazy person watching this sort of thing. It's, 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 it, to me, it's just indicative of a, of a sick attitude and a sick culture. Yeah. It's just another way to develop like more oppression points or yeah. get more credibility that you're an ally with women. If, if, if you politicize that deeply, like nothing will ever be apolitical. You're going to have partisan baby showers, partisan weddings, partisan yeah. everything. Can you imagine? Like, how are you supposed to be friends with somebody you just disagree with? You're not. You're not. We're going to, you know, it's it's though we needed more evidence that our culture is decaying before our eyes. And he's having a girl. It's not some gender neutral baby. He is assuming that's true. How does he know? Yeah. He doesn't know. Hmm. That's all I got, though. Ready to close out with some uh, super chat? Sure am. All right. Jared Ensign, here's some catch to keep you guys going. You always keep me awake at work Monday mornings. Finally, I get to see you guys live. Warren would be jealous. Thank you, Jared. We appreciate that. Andrew Wasserman speaking on behalf of some of Florida. This is crazy, even out of state. And Seminole is the dominant tribe in South Florida. Hmm. I don't know. I need some verification. It doesn't really 
matter to me. I mean, he's going to be reported as a white male no matter what. So, uh, let's see. I, I am glad that nobody was hurt. And then it, it just got totally knocked out, got knocked out in the news. I have hardly heard anything about the pipe bombing in like two days. Well, s- since the shooting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was crazy to have both of those things develop on back-to-back days. Yeah. yeah. The, the arrest of him and then the shooting on Saturday morning. Uh, Rakuza says, utterly speechless that PayPal is banning free speech sites like Gab, no pun intended. Crypto here, I come. Any thoughts on how to resist regulation? P.S. Face painting is one of the Vogue hot trends for fall. Ooh, um, good. On how to resist. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty heavily invested in crypto. It's really taken a shit this year, but... I do see a future for it, especially as the dollar weakens. People invest in crypto when they want to get their money out of the economy. And since the economy has been strong, we've had a strong recovery, even though we really haven't. Um, It's not a great time for crypto, but I I do still see a future for it. Hmm. Um, Brian Kamichani, Kamenichi, Kamenichi, Kamenichi. Go with that, sure. Blonde of the women haters and Matt of the silver bullet. Ah, thank you. Appreciate that. (laughs) Downskated. I know a group of people that train at my gun range all conceal carry preparing for the worst case scenario. There's nothing wrong with being ready and not needing it than needing it and not having it. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, true. that's the general philosophy about why you carry. And I don't see why that philosophy wouldn't extend to a place like a synagogue or any other place of worship. Yeah. If, it, if you if you believe in that in the context of your own home and your person walking about in everyday life, why wouldn't you believe that in the context of other facilities that you attend? It's just... I don't know. I don't know. Granted, I want to live in a culture and a society where the armed guard isn't necessary either. But the point is, all it takes is one loon, not like 5% of society being crazy. One guy. Yeah. One yeah. guy. You got to uh, be prepared for that. Dotard, Blormf. You guys are great. Love the cultural <laughs> appropriation this week. Thank you. Well, thanks. Uh, Eric Ray, uh, Cesar Soyak identifies as an Indian, a bomber, a Trump fan, and a sane person. I identify as a skeptical. Wow. <laughs> Jason Takis, if we well piss played. the midterms down our legs because of this window-licking mega bomber, I'm sending him a smallpox blanket in jail, Jake. <laughs> oh, wow. Jeez. Trump talked for like five minutes at his rally mm. yesterday in Murfreesboro, Illinois, condemning anti-Semitism after the shooting. But my Nazi president, right? I know. I know. Yeah, I don't uh, think they're going to go on that angle. I'll be shocked if they try to go the, the Nazi, Trump's a Nazi, encourage this guy. Yeah, angle. I don't think it's, they it's can. Just, there's too much contrary evidence. Yeah. Lindsay McGarren just started watching a few weeks ago, and you're one of my favorite podcasts, Blonde. Oh, well, hope you're enjoying my home state. I know I miss living there a lot. I really do. I love it here. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Up, uh, Let's see. Johnny Boy, quick draw. Happy Halloween to my favorite political show. So I just started watching. You're both dressed as Elizabeth Warren, right? Yeah, kind of. Elizabeth Warren's great, 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 great grandparents. Yeah, that's the idea. Sylvia Although even that's inaccurate because the guy said you had one Native American ancestor. So No, that's true. We're not quite on point. Uh, Sylvia K. How from a Bulgarian in France, guys, longtime fan, first time being able to catch you guys live for a minute. Can't really stay because someone has to work in the morning. Just wanted to show sure. some love. Keep it up. Thank you so well, much. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Sven Servette, looking great, guys. Matt didn't make his costume complete. You needed brown face like blonde. Thoughts on these well, outcomes? Blue wave, red wave, blue house, red senate, blue senate, red house. Love y'all. Um, I have man, it's really hard for me to make predictions because of the, the shooting. We can do that next week too. We can go, we can take a look at some polling on a more detailed level. I have to see um, how this plays out. I'm worried about the house. I'm still not worried about the Senate. No, nah, Senate, Senate's safe. Senate's locked. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and I, I want to say, just for the record, I should have said this at the show. It's not that I like pushed out from the bronze face or anything. It's that I didn't even know you were going to do it. We did not see each other until 20 minutes before we went live. We kind of wanted to have the fun of that reveal anyway with each other. So yeah. I, it's not that I was, was a scaredy cat. It's just that I, frankly, I didn't think you'd have the balls to do it either. Like, I'm, I mean, it's I'm not kind that of, dark. Uh, plausible deniability, but you're—I mean, you're making me look very pale, even paler than I really. Because in look. my light, I still look pale. I mean, this is my real skin color. How different is it really? Oh yeah, it's it's definitely bronzer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's much bronzer. Ooh, uh, David Verche. I recently got a job at a local small town Starbucks, and despite the new policies that got Matt to boycott, I haven't seen any significant difference. Seattle and San hmm. Fran are likely worse off, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, as I'm in sure less less people. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'd have to, I haven't looked at, I can look at Starbucks uh, stock performance over the last uh, little while. I, I don't go to, I didn't, I wasn't a big Starbucks guy even beforehand. I'd rarely go to them. So it's hard for me to gauge whether there's more or less traffic at the ones around here, but uh, let's see. Let's see what's, uh, I mean, it looks like in the six months, they took a big dip in, uh, in June and they've basically recovered to where they were you know, around the time of the controversy, end of April. So not much change, although they did take a big dip earlier and recovered. Looks like things are mostly the same. Uh, SB, Megan Kelly should have given the apology with blackface to confuse the masses. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, joked on, I joked on Wednesday, another ballsy costume we could have done if we hadn't already bought these costumes is, is go as Diana Ross, the costume that got, got Megan Kelly yeah. fired. Yeah, good... There you go, Megan, start your own YouTube stream where you can be Diana Ross yeah, all really. you want. Bad hooligan. Wow. I missed two of your Sunday shows and come back to see you guys dress like this. Yeah. Did you even give a stolen land acknowledgement. Flog yourselves, colonizers. Offended <laughs> and unsubscribed. Oh, no. Guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Bill McPherson, my gal, and I went to a Halloween party last night as Antifa. Some weird tranny dude was an actual commie with an Antifa tat. Uh, initially, he thought we were real. I'm like, no, dude, it's a, it's a costume. Ah, <laughs> interesting. He thought he found some friends. Eric Seegersall, next year you two should dress up as Anne Frank and Cyclopee Canister. <laughs> Whoa. I think YouTube might actually block that stream while it's live. That would probably earn Matt his hit piece. I think that would do it. That would I probably it would. do it, yeah. Um, SB, a globalist is an internationalist. They seek to undermine nations by destabilizing them like Libya and Honduras, Hillary, and send the masses to the Western world. They seek to remove ethnic and cultural traits. It's evil. Hmm. Ain't that the truth? Kimberly Moen. I usually can't catch the show live, but I'm glad I could tonight. A friend introduced me to the show and you guys kept me here. Thanks for all you oh, do. Cool. Keep it up. Thanks. It's a great show indeed. Thank you so much. Isn't that crazy that like people in their real lives are like, you got to watch this show. And honestly, that's what helps. Like it, people ask, and of course we appreciate the people who are supporting financially that that keeps us going, but not everybody's in position to do that. And um, honestly, YouTube's not going to promote this show. Shocker. <laughs> We're not going to get featured like the Young Turks. So if, yeah. if there are people in your life who are looking for a new podcast or they're looking for some long form listening material for work or school or whatever, yeah, give them a rec. Like those one by one recommendations are, are what build a show like this over oh, time. Oh yeah, totally. And yeah. we're coming, we're coming up on like what it's been two and a half years. Yep. Our third year. And we have, we have really strong viewership for this show. I mean, sure. It, Podcast it long form stuff. It takes a while to build, but because of the viewers and word of mouth, I think we really have a solid, yeah. a solid base here. Yeah. So we, we appreciate the, those kind of recommendations. Thank you for doing that. And thanks for giving the show a shot. 
Uh, Ian the Berean says, the last of the Fogahannis along with Chief uh, Elizabeth Warren, I can see the headline, Blonde Culturally Appropriates Native Americans. Poor Matt still misses out on his hippies. Love the show. That, that, that's actually so how terrible. this, that's how this should happen is Right Wing Watch writes a hit piece and that excludes me. It just focuses on you. Like known I hope Nazi. they do and that they yeah. show all the work that went into my beautiful makeup. Yeah. Yeah. You should do it. Jared Holt, if you're watching, do it. Do it. Do it, you scarf-wearing faggot. Do it. <laughs> TNT Cycles PDX. Um, I'm a Western chauvinist who refuses to apologize for creating the modern world. Love the costumes. Blonde, you make a hot squaw. Thank you, sir. Ooh. Uh, I refuse to apologize, too. Good for you, dude. Eggy Jet Pilot, love your show. I've been watching a while and look forward to it all week. Also love the Halloween look. You're right. Things were so much more fun when we weren't surrounded by trigger leftists. Keep up the good work. Sure. I know. Halloween just used to be a grand old time. Everybody would dress up as something inappropriate and get drunk. Yeah, it's 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 a weird mentality shift. It's like if I go not just a Halloween party, but any party, let's say I go to somebody's party and I like for whatever reason, I'm offended or I hate something about it. I just leave. I don't go like to the host of the party if it was a Halloween party and say, excuse me, someone has an offensive costume. I know. Then go away. Why, yeah. why is the answer to try to control everybody else as opposed to just voluntarily excusing yourself from things you find unpleasant. Yeah. I mean, and what's so wrong with being offended too? Everybody's trying it's to avoid fun. offense. Why? Why? Why yeah. do you care? It's like, oh, I'm so offended. We have to prevent that at all costs. Why? Yeah. Why? The offense didn't hit you in the face. Just get over it. Being offended is the spice of life. Exactly. As my grandma used to say. Exactly. Um, Mary Mitchell says much love for the show and for the costumes. You appropriating money grabbers. We are that. Indeed. Well, thanks. Samuel Eddie, Grandpa, what did you do in the military? Well, I mowed down a field full of invaders. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like a badass story. Good for Grandpa. Good for him. Curtis Miller says, rest in peace to all caricatures. Truck of Peace says, 1-800-WHITE-CUCK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Peter Niatre, blonde. Try patting your head if it itches. That's what black sisters do with weaves. Also, contact mm. Andrew from Don't Walk, Run for a Guest. He's awesome. Oh, sure. Send us an email if you got uh, an example of his stuff. Thank you, sir. Uh, Static Wave 09. Matt and I once made love in the back of a Jeep Grand Cherokee. I didn't put up any defense as he crossed all of my boundaries. Also, I second you guys having a Don't Walk Run production. Bond. I've never heard of this person. I should check them out. Yeah, sure. And, you know, we've been, um, I will clarify, it's been a little while since we've had a guest. It's not like we're trying to phase that out or anything. We kind of had a sequence of like inviting people and not, you know, not having responses or not getting interest or whatever maybe they don't want to appear with the cultural appropriator racist people i don't know <laughs> i don't know so thanks for the rex uh dangerous spaces says matt picked up red dead uh, red dead redemption 2 yet i think i'm getting it for my birthday on thursday anyway yeah, i hope it's you awesome. guys enjoy your next two thursdays off you horrible cultural appropriating figures <sighs> sure oh well yeah i forgot to mention at the top of the show there are no call-in streams for two weeks so we're bringing that back on november 14th if you're a call-in show listener. But yes, Red Dead Redemption 2 is an unbelievably detailed game. If you are interested, if you enjoy Grand Theft Auto or the first Red Dead, I know Blonde's getting bored, but my point is if you enjoy that kind of open world game where anything can happen, you can do anything, it's Red Dead 2 is is up to the hype. And I've played it for maybe four or five hours this weekend. It's awesome. Nerds. Matthew Shelby says, Matt's Indian name, Chief Slam-A-Cold Daddy, better known <laughs> to the white man as the beer-guzzling warrior. Sure, thanks. Ski Doggy says, go Vikings, let's win this game. Go Vikings, honor your name. Is this a song? It's the Skull song. Yeah, uh, the skull, yeah. I don't have it queued up, ready to play, but Rock I know him. what he's talking Rock about. Him. Fight, fight, fight. 
right. skull. Yep. But I'm not going to say it with any energy because that's all right. I appreciate it. Jaji boy, your costumes look great. I was going to make a Disney joke, but that's beneath me. Also, I didn't know the show started three hours early. Sorry, man. Yeah, sorry about that. But the Vikings games tonight, man. I got to check it out. You can watch this later. Thanks Crin, for why? The show. Super chat surprise cringe. Women explain how their lives would improve if men had curfews. An article published by the Daily Dot. It's a painful read, but a glimpse into these lefty loonies. Enjoy. Love the show. That Wait, is if out. men had curfews? That's what it Women? says. Oh, boy. I got to check that one out. Uh. Super wrong thing, blonde. You look like a polka hotness, Matt Squant. No, Squant. No. Uh, all right, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm surprised no one said pokunt hotness. Yeah, pokunt. That's uh, a little tougher. This doesn't roll off the tongue. John Martin again, another big donation. A little more for the hilarity and clarity of today's show. Best YouTube duo ever. Thank you. Oh, well, thanks. Very I kind. Appreciate that. Appreciate it, man. Let me reload this. Got one from Redicus on uh, over on Streamlabs in the meantime. Someone needs to dub over the Beto video with B-E-T-A, as in spelling out beta. That would be great. Uh, and have Fonzie run the Grease... <laughs> and have Fonzie run the Grease Girls over, is what he said would be the suggestion for that video, too. Although uh, Fonzie is happy days, not... Uh, oh, yeah. Although John Travolta's character looks Fonzie-esque in that he does. movie, right? God, Grease is terrible. I've actually never seen it. Surprise, surprise. Just guessing it's terrible. Yeah. Not as terrible as that video, though. It's terrible. Uh, Semper ad Meliora. Do you see the Google? Did you see the Google execs? Andy Rubin accused of sexual misconduct were paid off and quietly sent to the back door. Yeah, I did. I did not. Also use DuckDuckGo for your searches just as fast and no tracking. I do. Uh, Fitty sent 33. Blonde, you make a beautiful Pocahontas, but do you buy all this political crap coming through everything with the shooting and the fake bombing? P.S. You're a super sexy Pocahontas. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I can't. Like we talked about earlier, the false flagging stuff. They really would have gotten a white guy to do it. It fucks with their narrative. I I'm off the tinfoil train tin on, on this one, yeah. on these particular stories. The only thing I can, I will say that's odd is like, well, it doesn't. I don't have to say this for the. And I know this question was for you, so I shouldn't hijack it. But <laughs> but uh, with the shooting, I don't. The timing isn't odd because this, is, this isn't a person who liked the president anyway. The timing is definitely odd to me for the bombing guy because this is a guy who loved the president to the point he put those weird yeah. graphics all over his van. So that's the one thing that still sticks out to me, but I think he's just a loon. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Coleman Gogren, Gogren says, just tuning in, so I don't know if you've talked about it yet, but Bolsonaro just took a sweeping victory in the Brazilian presidential election. Ah. Also, I'm going to start learning Portuguese. That is so great to hear. I mean, things had to get really bad in brazil but but you see what happens when you have a a multicultural society descending into chaos people vote in um you know true nationalists uh and so you know the left they're not going to stop this wave of nationalism with their idiotic censorship it's just not going to happen do you mean Um, brazilian nationalist jim acosta was saying is that what you mean when you say yeah yeah that is michael lazari media was completely silent on the rice and shipments and seemed to have completely forgotten that someone tried to off trump before he was even elected but no the right needs to turn it down i know um and let me reload this but i think we're good take off this wig finally throw it in the garbage Oh, we got one more. Uh, sure. Ryan F. According to the Atlantic article that talked about how Americans hate political correctness, ironically, Native Americans disliked PC the most and thus are most likely to be cool with your costumes. Yes. Yeah, I believe it. Awesome. And if you're not cool with my costume, you have two options. One is close the window and not watch my show, which I would encourage you to do. But two, if you really want to get me, 
make a parody of me and yeah. I will watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, and again, to be clear, this was not done like specifically with the intent of, aha, uh-huh, look, stupid Indians. This is done to kind of illustrate the silliness of Elizabeth Warren's claims. Like this is every bit as racially authentic as Elizabeth Warren's claims. And that's kind of the fun of it is this, we're, we're following a precedent here. We're following yep. a standard. Now it's time to make some powwow chow. That's true. I have to eat the rest of my powwow chow. All right, let's get the hell out of here then. Appreciate everybody showing up three hours early tonight. I know that's not necessarily ideal, but uh, we appreciate the flexibility there and uh, keep everybody keeping us, not only supporting the show, but keeping us on track with the facts and stuff when we can't uh, keep track of all of them ourselves. If you're listening on YouTube later or you're listening on an audio platform later uh, on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there is more material, including the call-in show that we do on every Wednesday night, except for the next couple weeks. But most of the time, you can find those on the audio platforms. In addition to some other stuff, I did an interview with a smaller podcast for some guys who listen to the show. I'll post that over on the audio platforms on Monday if you want something else to listen to. It's all, uh, you can check those out. It's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked conveniently in the description for you. You can email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. Have a good Halloween. Be safe.